Nate Dog here, back with CDM for another What's episode. What's going on? Yes, sir. Another episode of College Kings, brother. We missed last week. We're missed back. last week, but, you know, I think last week was also, yeah, there weren't that too many exciting games. This slate of games last, this coming up, or this previous Saturday, this is what the pod should have been about, dude. So many good star-studded games this year, or this week. It was insane. Such a good week for college football. How did you feel about college football this weekend, Nathan? I mean, we both can agree, brother, that, uh, you know, going into the week, had amazing games to watch. What was it? Six ranked matchups, you know? And- oh, yeah. It was insane. It was such a good week for college football. We had that down week last week for sure, but this week picked up the pace and the excitement for everybody. It, yeah, this week felt like, all right, college football's here. These are the games that are going to change the landscape. Big matchups, big conference matchups. Alabama, Ole Miss, we'll get into that. Clemson versus uh, Florida State, we'll get into that. The Buckeyes game winner at the buzzer against another day. We're going to talk about that. Insane. I mean, there were so many amazing games where we knew Washington and Colorado. I mean, Colorado and Oregon. I mean, unbelievable games. And like, those are games were the ones that were like, all right, whoever wins these games are e- either legit or they're going to move up or, you know, they're going to just change the landscape of everything. Oh yeah. So, I mean, let's just get right into it, brother. We got some massive ones to talk about. Let's recap last week and we got to start obviously, obviously with that Buckeyes win. brother. Oh, in my opinion, probably going down as one of the best games of the year so far. It's so, It was not an offensive explosion, what everybody was thinking, but such a defensive battle going into that halftime, 3-0 going in for Ohio State, and then came back out, Notre Dame came out on fire. Sam Hartman marched downfield, got that score for him. Um, this game showed me that both teams have grit for sure, but ultimately Ohio State showed that they wanted it a lot more, as you said, with that last-second touchdown. And as you told me before, Kyle McCord right there, that drive showed that he is that guy. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree anymore when it comes to McCord because that was the biggest thing, obviously. All year, quarterback competition coming into the season. I felt everyone felt like McCord was the guy, but he wasn't going out there and showing it. You know, he wasn't out there balling like a Caleb Williams or Michael Penix Jr. And when you see I mean, that when- game, you know, not a good game offensively. A lot. I think. I think it was about three quarters in. I think almost every Ohio State fan in the world was like, "What the heck is Ryan Day doing? This guy sucks." McCord, not that guy. What's going on? We can't. We can't call a right play. And then you get that last drive, and now everyone's talking about how they have an actual champion, have an actual chance to win the championship now, simply because he looked mm. unbelievable that court. He was a leader, bro. And I mean. That's all I've wanted to see is him go out there and show he has the skills to pay the bills. He can do it in the clutch. And I think that game, that game itself, that drive, honestly, that last drive in itself can instill so much confidence into a quarterback like McCord to just elevate his game for the rest of the season. And I agree with that for sure. Um, I think that drive right there won the fan base over for him. Yes. I think that for sure got the fan base on his side. Now, we're going from C.J. Stroud, hmm. who's putting up historic numbers at Ohio State, two playoff appearances, no Big Ten championships, but still made the playoffs. Um, it also goes to show, like, you don't have to put up 400 yards passing with four touchdowns, looking flashy. Marvin Harrison Jr. hasn't even had the best season, and I had him as my Heisman winner going into the beginning. But it also show, like, it goes to show that you don't need to put up numbers. You need to go in there as a team and put it 
all on the field for each other. And that's what showed that defense for Ohio State. Oh my God, dude. Mm. Freaking studs everywhere. And their defensive coordinator, I don't know. I'm not an Ohio State fan. Dude needs a raise immediately, man. I'm uh, talking about he put uh he poached a master class defensive battle. And I'm not taking anything away from Notre Dame either. I mean, Notre Dame played one heck of a game to just only lose by three points. It was Jim Knowles. I was about to say I knew it was Knowles. Yeah, Jim Knowles. Jim Knowles is a stud, tell you that. Um, but one thing that I looked at is Ohio State showed that they have more grit than almost any any team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, going down on that last drive, Kyle McCord showed that he is a big leader in this team for sure. That he wants to t- he wants to show this team he's waited his time. He's take he's uh you know thought really nobody thought that he was going to be the starting quarterback. The first few games, I mean, in that Indiana game was kind of weird because they only put up twenty three points. Um, but it goes to show that you can't be electric every play, every game. You have to slowly build yourself up to that, to that momentum, to that, to show the country that, hey, we're still elite. And in my opinion, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're in the run to make a championship game. Um, I think they're in the run to make a Big Ten championship appearance, but also you have to look at their schedule, whom they have to play. Penn State right now is on. Fire. Mm. Penn State is the only team in the country that has not had a turnover yet, mm. and they still have to play Michigan at the end of the season. Um, and it's in Ohio, I think it's in Ohio State this year, the Michigan Ohio State game. It is, or is it Wait. in? Okay, no, 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 it's in Ann Arbor. It's, it's in Ann Arbor. Yeah. So that's another thing. Going on the road in these big game environments, if you go out and just show out and just show the like show everybody what you were made to do, Kyle McCord and that Ohio State team can can make a run for a championship game, but it also showed a championship mentality. Like Ryan Day came out saying um, Luke Alts, I think it was an old coach for Ohio State or Notre Dame on mm-hmm. college game day, said that they weren't the best team, that this isn't the best team that they've had, that they're going to get ran over. He called him out and he showed him for sure that, hey, Ryan Day is a good head coach. He may not have the best resume for a head coach right now, but give this team some more time. Give this team more big games to play. Give them situations like that to work with and it's going to show you what of what a great team this like Ohio State can be. Um I just don't uh the Big Ten is just so so close right now between the three teams of Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Those yeah. are the big three teams right now. But if Ohio State can come out and beat Penn State, then honestly I think they could make a championship championship game. It just depends. Um but I liked it. I'm not going to say they're legit contenders yet. I need to see a little bit more out of the offense for sure. But right now, Kyle McCord has gained the trust, I think, of every Ohio State fan right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was an Ohio State fan, I'd be I'd be thrilled for that to be my quarterback. Last yeah. thing I'll say for him is, I mean, I had him number one in coming into the season in my top 25 for a reason. It wasn't, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. DeAndre Swift. Um... Oh, he's gone. Oh man, that was a hurdle. Oh, a hurdle. <laughs> uh, but um, like I was saying, it was the biggest thing for me going into the season, and everyone knows it wasn't McCord going to be better than C.J. Stroud. It was this roster is unreal and loaded. I mean, so much star-studded talent. Yeah, and you we saw it this weekend. I know 
They only put up 17 points, whatever. You know, sometimes those are the kind of games you got to win. You got to play yeah. like that. Like you said, that was so much grit, so much, you know, it was such a dogfight. You know, all the talking back and forth, Lou Holtz, you know, on the Pat McAfee show, they're kind of joking around, but he said that Notre Dame, every, uh, Alabama, what? Georgia, what? Uh, all these teams are going to, are all going to, you know, out physical. Ohio State. It's been a thing that's in the past that we've seen. And while you could still say Notre Dame probably out physical them for, you know, three and three fourths quarters, it yeah. took one drive to out physical Notre Dame. And you saw it on that last play where they got into the end zone on a run play. So for me, it's I had him at number one for a reason. I, I'm, I'm big on it. I love Ryan Day's attitude. I've never been a Ryan Day fan until that post game interview where he was he was fired up and he got me fired up. I wasn't even oh, yeah. rooting for him, and when I saw him go oh, out that there, post game interview, dude, got me was I was waiting to see some Ohio State football, man. I was wanting to go for more, four more quarters. I know, I know. One, right? one thing that killed Notre Dame is they just drove down the field on him in that goal line stand. They only had ten players on the field twice. Marcus twice. came up. It was the last twice, two they plays. Only had 10 pe- Man, that first – it's the goal line where they scored. It was – he came out, Marcus came out and said – the head coach for Notre Dame, he just said he had no timeouts left and he didn't want to take a penalty. Bro, if I'm you, they're at the one-yard line. What's taking a penalty going to kill you, dude? Like, get more – get your personnel on the field and just try and go for a goal line stop, bro. I mean, your defense was playing good the entire game. Yep. Yep. Like, defense was shutting them out, and I'm not – not taking anything away from Notre Dame's offense, but their defense showed me that like they they can be a top five, top ten defense this year. And if this is their only loss, we could could see a matchup mm. in the playoffs between Ohio State and Notre Dame. Yeah. Could I'm not going to say you know Notre Dame's bound to make a playoff now. I mean they're four and one. Ohio State's four and zero. Oh. Um, Notre Dame's got a little cupcake schedule coming in. I think Ohio State. In my opinion, Ohio State is going to be one of the most battle-tested teams in the country. Mm. I think that's my opinion, that they are going to – they have to go and play – they have to play Penn State at Penn State this year, and then they have to play uh, in Ann Arbor. Those are two two tough environments to play in, especially Happy Valley. Happy Valley mm. is very, very hard to play in, super loud, super energetic. I mean – but we will uh, – I think that Ohio State, if if they are to make a championship run or a playoff run, that they're going to be the most battle-tested team out of all four teams that make it this year. Yeah, yeah. That's what the Big Ten does. It's going to set you up for success when you get into the playoffs. You're going to be ready. You're going to be ready to play some teams. And I think we could go on to this next team that got battle-tested for the last, you know, three weeks, you know. And, you know, they, mm. they, they come out with a victory these last two weeks. Hey, mm. Wasn't pretty that last week, but they come in and not not a lot of people had Bama winning this one. Game day was it was, was majority shocked. it was majority Bama on game day, which that shocked me a little bit. But coming I was into it, that Bama came in at seven point favorites. I, that's what shocked me. I thought that was a lot, and they ended up covering easily. So let's talk about it, brother. I'll let you go off on it. Tide bounced back against the Rebels, and Lane Kiffin oh. can still not still cannot figure out. Nick Saban, talk to me about it, brother. I love Lane Kiffin, dude. Love Lane Kiffin. I love even more that he's five and or zero and five against us. Loving it to death. 
Um, respect Lane Kiffin and what he's doing over there for Ole Miss, though. I mean, back in the day, like a few years ago, Ole Miss was probably one of the biggest laughing stocks besides Vanderbilt in the SEC or besides Missouri, you know, a couple years ago. Then they got Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin has changed the culture over there into a winning culture. I love that for that team. But when it comes to playing the Tide, all that's out the window. This game was a roller coaster of excitement and anxiety for me. I'm talking about that first half was just so up and down for the offensive side of the ball. Defense had some moments where they were just like, eh, okay, that was a bad play. Let the ball. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. We lost CDM. We'll be right back after this fix of this technical difficulty. And we're back. Sorry, y'all, for the technical difficulties. We got CDM back here. Obviously, he died there. But he is Hello, still I'm alive. back. So sorry about that. All good, brother. All good. So let's get back to the point. Talking about Bama, what, what you got What you got on that game, man? Um, It was just a really big roller coaster of anxiety and excitement for me. Um, The first half was a little iffy. As I said before, we uh, had technical difficulties. When Jackson Dart ran that ball in, it was just the defense was still trying to figure out a groove for themselves. But then we kind of stepped it up after that second half came out. Offense came out looking good. When Jalen Milrow threw that bad pick, it was just I, – I texted you and I was like, some things don't change. <laughs> but I think after that, after halftime came out, uh, um, they came out on fire for sure. I mean, Ole Miss came into this game averaging 55 points and averaging 500 yards of offense, and we only held them to 10 points which showed me that our defense is capable of going up against the best of the best in the SEC right now. Ole Miss right now had some of the best off, had probably one of the best offenses in the SEC. I mean, you're averaging 55 and 500 yards. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty solid right there for an offense. Um, only thing that scares me is Bama's offense still does not have a groove of what to do with Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow, uh, it was a little skeptic, but I think, in my opinion, you need to be running the ball more. We need to be running the ball. An RPO system would work so perfect for Jalen, bro. I'm not talking about sit back in the pocket and make decisions because if he does that, he's going to run. Out, he's going to run outside of the pocket and then not even throw the ball away. He's just going to run out of bounds and just lose yardage. Like he needs to learn how to throw the ball out and just save save a down for the next play. Save a down for the next play and make it make it doable for the offense we have studs all the way around but I think it starts with the offensive line and it starts with Jalen Milrow and I'm not put I'm putting half of the I'm put, I'm gonna put this on Tommy Reese dude Tommy Reese I don't know what is up with his play calling but it's just it's not what it's not the Bama standard it's not what Bama is known to do we're I mean we've been spoiled with run we've been spoiled with quarterbacks I'll take that I'll say that right now we have been spoiled for sure but this also reminds me of Bama back in the day, back in 2008, 2009, when we didn't have an all-powered quarterback, but we had such a dominant, solid defense. And our defense showed me yesterday that they are good, dude, or Saturday, my bad. They showed me that they are able to play with the best of the best. And I think they're de- I think Bama's defense can only get better from here, but the offense has to figure something out before it's too late because i mean the texas game was that one texas was that one game where you were like okay well Jalen milrow has some killer plays and that's what he's trying to minimize yes he had that one pick but he came out was throwing above he was throwing at least 69 percent. he threw a touchdown and as you told me before dude he has a cannon 
He has an absolute cannon of an arm. So as we said before, run, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then when they least expect it, beat them over the top, dude. We have guys on the outside, Jermone, Jermaine Burton. Um, um, dog. Dog. Uh, who did I say before? Isaiah Bond. Bond. Dog. Dog. Malik Malik Henry, dog. dog. The uh, Mar- Maryland, the tight end we got from Maryland in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. dog. dog. And then you got our running back room, Ch- Chase McClellan. I promise you, he, as you said before the pod, his better days are in front of him. Mm-hmm. He is such a hard grit runner, dude. He will drop a shoulder. He will go in the pile and just churn his feet. Like he's our main back for sure. And then um, our running back room is so stacked, like with Justin Haynes coming in as a freshman. Yep. I still want to see him get started. I still want to see him get going. Um, but I mean, and our like, and Jalen Moto is such a dual threat type of guy, and he shows the arm strength. It's just the precision and the accuracy that scares me. But once again, Bama's been spoiled with some of the best throwers of the fo- throwers in college football with Tua, with uh, with Mac Jones, with Bryce Young. Uh, Jalen Hurts is in there too. Like I mean, we've been spoiled, so it's it's really hard trying to. See, it's it's not hard. It's very weird trying to see Bama's offense struggle, but the defense is on fire right now. Mm. Defense showed out last game, um, and the game before too. I mean, um, uh, Dallas Turner these last two games has had four and a half sacks, five ta- five and a half tackles for loss, and twelve solo tackles by himself. So I mean, this team is going. The defense is going to get better, and if Bama, if Bama is to make an SEC championship or to make a playoff appearance, it's going to be solely because the defense is being so dominant right now. Ole Miss, they just didn't have an answer in that second half. They just got t- totally out coached and shut down, and that's what always happens to. That's what happens between Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin. Yep, Lane Kiffin always gets out coached by Nick Saban. Yeah. And I still think Ole Miss, Ole Miss has a big shot to still do something, but they have to go play in. They have to play LSU next week at home, but still LSU right now is on fire as well. Jalen Daniels, very big Heisman sleeper right now in the country, in my opinion. I mean, he um, that Arkansas game was was a close game, but it came down to him making that last play. But Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, being the offensive minded coach he is, he finds ways to open up that offense. But I think Lane Kiffin should – I think Ole Miss should do something that Bama's not doing, just run the ball, yep. run that ball. And, I mean, Ole Miss has got playmakers everywhere, dude. It's just they got out-coached. Very, they got out-coached this game. And that's all I can say about it. I mean, Bama, Bama still – Bama, to me, can still be a legit contender if they figure out offense and if defense takes another elevation in their game for sure. Yeah, and I'm never. You never count out. You never count out Nick Saban, dude. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You never count out the goat. He can't. He can lose three. I mean, you could lose. Alabama could lose three games, and they still would. He'd still looked at as the greatest coach of all time. But yeah. you never count out Nick Saban in these types of situations. Another thing is, it's like we don't have the star-studded coaching like we used to have. Once again, you go back to that 2016, 2015 team. You had Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart, Mario Cristobal, Mel Tucker, uh, Dan. Um, Dan Dan What's his Lang. name? The head coach for Oregon. Dan Lang. Yeah, you had him. You had um, you had studs on that team. But when you don't have good coaching like that, it's just kind of hard to get used to a groove of where you're kind of used to something like that. But we came out with the dub. It wasn't it wasn't clean at the beginning, 
but a win is a win. We move on to the next game. We play Mississippi State next week at State. So that's going to be a fun game. I mean, Mississippi State just came off of a close 37-30 uh, loss against South Carolina. Mm. Um, but I expect us to go in there and, you know, beat the dogs. Beat the dogs. Beat the dogs down. We we got to, man. Yeah. How did you feel about the game? Yeah, man. You hit a lot of the points that I was thinking as well. It, it's it, For me, obviously, I know Bama fans are going to be – pulling their hair out for the rest of the season when it comes to this offense not being electric when it comes to not being with a Bryce Young Tua offense and that's just you know, the Mac Jones offense and that's just going to be a part of it I truly believe that Bama needs to fully accept that and fully embrace this and it's not even old school it's just slightly more old school than the spread that we're seeing every other team run just commit to you know this whole yeah. idea of Run the football, rely on defense. And that's what Bama's built on. And it feels like if they're going to win anything massive this year for me, an SEC championship or possibly a championship, it fully is, it's fully relying on them accepting their identity. These first four weeks, it's been like this team has zero identity. And now coming into this week, after this week, I mean, it feels like, all right, maybe they figured something out with this run game. And, you know, they got receivers. Like you said, you, you named them out. They got receivers. They run the ball. Obviously, 131, you want to see more than that if you're a full-blown running team. But, you know, McClellan, 105 yards a tud, 6.2 yards a carry. That's a first down every carry, dude. Come on. Like, Come on, dude. It's I mean, The offensive line is good. The offensive line is good when it comes to running the ball half the time. But when it comes to pass pro, oh, my Lord. Dude. Yeah. It's like blind children protecting a granny like it's insane and like i'm also taking i'm also i hate to cut you off but it's also like Jalen milro rolling out of the pocket and not throwing the ball away it's like throw the ball away and save that down because every time you run outside and someone's coming for you he's not even getting to the line of scrimmage he's just losing yards and that's that doesn't help us out at all it does not help him out and if bama wins a national championship this year somehow i'm gonna be shocked i'm gonna be absolutely blown away that we won a championship if if alabama does i would be absolutely shocked Miro the goat. Nah, it's if if Jalen Miro leads us to a championship game and wins it, I'm gonna be just blown away. I'm gonna be blown away. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the application and I'm gonna put Jalen Miro's sorry application and I'm gonna check everything that I said and say I'm sorry about Jalen Miro if he wants a championship. <laughs> but that's if we make it out of the SEC. SEC is so weird this year because it's not the dominant division this year. Mm-hmm. It's not the dominant conference, in my opinion. The two the two dominant conferences this year are the Pac twelve and the Big Ten. Yep, those are the two. And the weird part is the Pac twelve is leaving after this year to go to the Uh, Big Ten. The Pac two, baby, Pac two. But yeah, I mean, if if, when it comes to Bama, man, I wanted the one thing I wanted to point out. uh, The one thing that I know I can trust. This offense is going to take a couple more weeks for, I think, anyone to trust in the country to just say, all right, they can go out there and put up. Like you said, you want to see them start putting up 30. I don't think anyone in the country is going to trust them just weekly. Obviously, matchup. Put up 30. Yeah, matchup base. Yeah, they should put up 30 against Mississippi State. They should put up a, a, a 30 against some of these opponents they got rest of the season. I would even say that for maybe even Auburn, you know, even though that's an iron I don't ball. even say that about Kentucky, dude, depending on what Kentucky does. You never Kentucky, know. Kentucky. Most of the teams in the SEC have Alabama beat at quarterback. They have a quarterback. 
And yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's some, but the last thing I wanted to really say was this: this like this, to, to the defense, man. This is one of the best secondaries in the country. You got a legitimate pass rusher in Dallas Turner, and you know when you got guys like Tyron Arnold, I, I don't, I, I didn't know who this guy was. Obviously, it's Dude, hard. He to, got picked on so many times last year; it was insane. He got like, picked they on. They try to pick on him this hey, year, but he's he's balling this year, man. Like I get it, Kool Aid. He's the dog, and he's going to be the guy that's going to get all the attention, deservedly so. He's going to be so good in the league. He's, oh, he's best, locked down, bro. He's going to he be such a lockdown corner. He's going to be very. He's going to be so good. You know, he's got a little bit of Pat Pete, in my opinion, and when it comes to him going like to create, that. you know, with the ball in his hands, and you know, I love him, but Arnold. He led the team in tackles. He was everywhere. It felt like when it came to yeah. t- on the defense side. He played. Aside. This was probably one of the best games I've seen him play. That like in his mm-hmm. Alabama career is probably one of the yep. best. Because last year it was just like he was getting flagged for pi, yep. not making tackles, um, just giving up busted coverages. Yep. This year he's shown some very. He's shown growth for sure. Yeah, him Arnold and like that pick. I mean that that pick against Ole Miss was good. I mean it was a hell. I mean it was just a prayer ball. Yeah, but, but still, I mean as I, you said, this secondary is one of the best secondaries with Kool Aid McKinstry at cornerback one. You got Arnold at cornerback two, and then you have Malachi Moore mm. over the top taking control. And then you also add in the freshman Caleb Downs, Caleb Downs. Who's starting. Thank you. Yep, Downs, He's a Downs is a stud, dude. He's I'm a baller. so glad we got him. He's a baller. Like you got you and got his guys. like. His ceiling is only going to go from up, dude. Like, I don't think you have a ceiling on this game yet. We have not seen the full potential Caleb Downs has as a defensive player yet. Yep. So that's for me. It's just there's guys everywhere on the defense. If you could trust anything on this team, it's going to be the defense. Obviously, it just feels like there's some still some holes when it comes to pass protection on the offensive line. Quarterback is a week-to-week thing, it feels like. But they've got guys. Mm-hmm. I think if you're an Alabama fan, you got to feel really good. You get your biggest win of the season after losing to a Texas. You can look ahead. With you know hopes of winning the SEC, still you know the West is wide open now. You got a one loss Ole Miss with a SEC loss. Ole Miss doesn't have an S. I mean Alabama doesn't have an SEC loss. LSU doesn't have an SEC loss. There's still some other teams in there kind of fighting in there. You never know what can happen in this yeah. in the crazy I mean, SEC. It's very wide, as you said. It's very wide open. Uh, I'm still confident in this team, dude. I will ride with the tide till the day I die. I'm very confident in this team, but I have to Got see respect. some changes on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. It's just going to be a week to week thing for a lot of people to kind of adjust to. I know you Bama fans are struggling over there, not seeing a, a fifty burger every week. We're spoiled. <laughs> we're spoiled. We, were, we were spoiled. 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 All right, let's get on to this Seminoles. Mm, Find a way to beat the Tigers, bro. Uh, there was moments, man. I got it. First things first. Before we even get into the debate, Clemson respect. That was their championship, man, and they came out there and fought their asses off, dude. Gotta I'm not taking anything respect. away from Dabo, bro. Like, I don't think Dabo's washed. I just don't think they're used to. They don't have the talent that they're used to having. Yeah, when well, you don't use the ding, like same transfer for, portal. Same for Alabama. I mean, uh, yeah, he doesn't hit the transfer portal, but same for Alabama. Like Clemson is right now. Like they don't have that generational talent that they that they're used to having. Yeah, well, you can't. Um, but this game right five here, stars, you know, Bama and Clemson were stashing five stars in the damn 2015, 16, 17, and 18, whatever, oh, never, never. They were running college football. And now those five stars are out in the first two weeks of camp, bro. When they know they're not starting, they're going dang Western Kentucky put up 500 yards a game. You know, they're not. They're not. Yeah, sticking they're trying. Around. I mean, the one thing. I, the one thing about it is just like you know they're looking. 
It's not really about I, – I think it's about money, but I also think it's about, like, you know, they want to get drafted, bro. They don't want to have to sit and wait and yeah. just have an opportunity – wait for that opportunity to show. They want an opportunity when they get there. And Clemson – Clemson has mo- – like, Clemson gives kids opportunities for sure. But this game, man, this game went down to the absolute wire. Florida State, their offense is – offense is looking a little iffy. Nothing, like, too big. It's just, like – Clemson was kind of locking the wide receivers down at one point. Mm. Um, yeah, there was one corner, the six five guy, number fourteen, Johnny Wilson. What's, yes, dude, they were picking. He was locked up on this cornerback, dude. I in number ten, a little white boy, dude was just getting cooked. God, dude was. They were picking on this dude, and they picked on him in overtime, bro. This dude was locked up with Keon Coleman in overtime, and they threw him a fade ball. And Keon said, "You know what? I'm gonna take this from you real fast." Keon said, game, right there, done. Like, I mean, the defense for Florida State showed me, though, that they could play, though. Like, they have some hard hitters on that team. Mm -hmm. Like, that fumble, like that fumble touchdown that they had, bro. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Cade got smacked. Smacked. Murder, bro. I'm surprised they didn't throw a flag on it. But it was such a clean hit at the same time. Exactly. Um, Jordan Travis is kind of, Jordan Travis last week had a little injury. Um, but still finished the game out against Boston College. But these last two games that Florida State had last week against the Boston College team, 31-29, it was a very close game. When Travis went down, everybody was kind of like skeptic on what was going to happen, but he came in and finished it out. Um, this overtime game kind of showed that they can be vulnerable on the on, on both sides of the ball. Like you can figure this team out for sure. Um, how did you feel about the game? Yeah, man, watching it, I was definitely shocked because, I mean, first things first, like I said, too, like I did think Clemson was going to – this is going to be their best punch. Like Clemson was not going to come in here and lay a dud. This was their championship. This was their entire season. If they lost this game, which they did, I mean, the ACC is pretty much gone. They they don't have a chance after two losses in the oh, ACC. Oh, no playoffs. No playoffs. Oh, that, that's no, gone. Sorry. Two losses. I mean, that those, those hopes and dreams are done, but – and the SEC, so for me, it was you were going to get their best punch. I was shocked how good the offense looked. Cade was impressive. That was the first time Will I've Shipley. ever. Hey, Shipley, dog. He's going to be so good in the NFL. Uh, the offense for me was very impressive when it came to they looked such a certain way against Duke, and then they looked like the opposite <laughs> against a See, good That's Florida what I was going to tell you. That's what I was going to say. It's just like I think everybody, including me and you, overreacted about that Duke loss. Yeah. It was a big loss. First Nobody game of the season. To win it. First game of the season. It was a very it was very weird to see Clemson's offense that bad mm-hmm. to only score seven points. As you said, this was their championship game, and this offense looks like a top 10 off. It looks like a top 15, top 10 offense now. Like, it was insane. Like They put on – Cade looked good making deci- making good decisions. The one thing I did not like, it was an overtime. It was that third and one, and they were running that RPO, the bunch formation down to the yep. left, and then they ran ball, and it was already forming into a run play. Like those DBs for Florida State were locked on those wide receivers when that ball was Damn. like when that ball was in the handoff. And then he just picked it up and threw it, bro. Mm-hmm. He should not. Like it's third and one. You have one more chance to go for it. And like you, you decide to try and kick a field. Oh, they didn't even get. Did they get turnover on downs, or they missed the field goal? I know they missed the field goal to like win the game and not send it into overtime. I mean, they went, they went for it because they had to, and then they didn't get the first down. Or I mean, 
that it was just that one play call right there that kind of just killed the game for Clemson, bro. Because if you get that first down, you still have a chance to go into double, triple overtime, maybe. Uh, it was just some play calls like that that kind of killed him. But other than that, that that offense just showed me that hey, we're still here to like they're still here to play. Dabo and everybody's questioning Dabo. Dabo's washed. Dabo can't do it anymore. Dabo doesn't use the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Dabo doesn't use the transfer portal, but also Dabo's a two time national championship coach. Like, not you can't be dominant every year. And Alabama's showing it. Clemson showing it. It's the two top dogs for the past few years that have been dominant, and now they're just kind of falling off. Um, but one thing I can say about Florida State, and I hate to cut you off, um, no. Florida State did not look explosive like they were like we're used to seeing. But if they clean up the little mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, penalties, hold, like holding wide receivers trying to get open against good talent then I still think that Florida State can make the playoffs and also have the best offensive team in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a testament. That game was a testament to the Clemson defense as well. You see these guys flying around for Clemson. I mean, I'm pull, I, pull, I pulled up the stats here. 22 rushing yards for Florida State, with Trey Benson, one of the best running backs in the country. Rodney Hill is no joke. That dude can make a play in a second. Tuafili, Tuafili, that's his name. I know how to say it. It's just his weird name. Lawrence Tuafili, yeah. dog as well. He can make a play out of anything. Jordan Travis, we know what he can do with his legs. And Jaheim Bell, they like to put him at running back every now and then. So for 22 yards, only on 20 rushes, very unbalanced. I don't like seeing that from Fuller State, but it was also – Clemson was saying, you're not going to run the ball on us. You're just not. No, no. They're not going to. They beat him in the trenches. They beat him in the trenches, and that shocked me because Florida State's got a good offensive line, and they have a good defensive line, and both of them lost all game. So it was a little bit of a shocker to me. I think this is one of those wins, though, when when Florida State can – you walk away with a win. You say, all right, we definitely did not play our best. Our quarterback was not 110% with the injury to his shoulder. You walk away saying, all right, we got the win. Just be happy you got the win. Let's watch tape this week. Get better. Don't allow some of these things to happen. You got out physical. Dabo came in there and said, we might not be better skill-wise. It's hard to be against this Florida State team because they got skill everywhere. We might not have the skill, but we can out-physical this team. We can out-just. Yeah, just just strength. It just that's all it was. It felt like, and they just played harder. It felt like Florida State came out a little just lackadaisical. So, I think this yeah. is a wake up wake up call, wake up win. It's much better in a win when you get this wake up call. So, Florida State, good win. Clemson, very impressed with your effort. And guess what? Clemson's not Clemson's not dead. Clemson's not dead. They're Clemson's gonna, not done, dude. They're going to come back not. around, and they're going to do their thing. They're never going to be a, a, a gone team. So respect to Clemson for, for Oh, competing. yeah, and, and I said this right here. I was like, this is probably – this game was the best game of the week right behind the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. This team – like, this game was just right there, man. It had excitement. It had entertainment. It had you at the edge of your seat wondering who's going to score next, who's going to get this next stop to win the game. Like, I mean, it was a fun game. And as you said, no disrespect, Clemson's DBs are dogs. Dogs. Like, they were locking down the, they were locking down Keon Coleman and mm-hmm. they were blocking down, uh, what's his name again? I forgot. No, Johnny Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Wilson, dude. I mean, Wilson, I mean, another thing is like 
Florida State takes so many deep shots downfield when they're desperate. Like when they are desperate to get a first down and it's third and long or third and medium, they are going to put the ball downfield. And about the rushing, about the rushing attack in Florida State, I mean, their rushing attack has not changed since the first game against LSU. Like the LSU game, they averaged three and three point six yards a carry. And it just seems to not get any better. And it's, as you said, unbalanced. They have to get a balance in that run game to open up more pass plays, yep. to get Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, to get those guys open like that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much talent on that team, and there's so much they can do with all that talent to make everybody a better player. Yep. And it starts with Jordan Travis, for sure. It starts with Jordan Travis, and it starts with the, it starts with the coaching as well. I think the offensive coordinator for Florida State is going to have to find some ways to get that run game going. Because if you have a dominant run game, dude, hmm. it's hard to beat a team. Yeah. It's hard to beat a team that has a dominant run game and a dominant pass game. Yeah, I mean, the best stat here, Clemson – arguably could have won and should have won the game and 146 rushing yards that's still not even dominant but that's way better than 25 or 22 way way better than 25 like i mean it was i mean but also will shipley as we said dog dog and that other running back for for clemson mafu that mafa mafa dog mafa whatever his name is but yeah another great game clemson good effort florida state stays undefeated and a top the ACC. Let's move on to a game that caught our eye that we haven't talked about. We can't talk about all the games. There was so many good games. Can't talk about all of them. So we're, we're talking gonna... about some that caught our eye. Exactly. Let's talk about one. CD, I'm going to throw this right to you, brother. What's a game that caught your eye this weekend <sighs> that we haven't talked about? Man, see, at the be- before this, you thought I was going to put out Penn State putting up 31-0 right. against Iowa. I did. Very good dominant performance. As we said, Penn State has the best defense in the country. Quote me on it if you want to. Quote me. Anybody anybody out there or quote Nathan on that, you know, you want to put that out there, you can. I agree with him 110%. They have the best defense. They put 31 up, 31-0. Big old goose egg for Iowa. Hey, one sec. But the game one sec. That- Penn State margin. You said it too. No turnovers this season. They have the highest margin turnover differential this season. 11 so, turnovers. So crazy. 11 turnovers, zero interceptions. That's a plus 11 in turnovers. Closest team behind them has eight. Well, Fresno State has 10. Uh, actually, Liberty has 12 turnovers. But margin-wise, no team, like you said, has no turnovers and also leads the country in turnovers. It's ridiculous. That's insane. Just That's a that powerhouse of a team, dude. <laughs> it's okay. That's a powerhouse of the team. But the game that caught my eye the most was going to be the Oregon State and Washington State game. Game ended up being 38-35 Washington State. Mm. Cam Ward, dude. <laughs> Cam Ward. Dog. Dog. Okay. I'm talking about this man's over here, four passing touchdowns, 400 passing yards, and completed 28 of 34 passes. That doesn't even include what the man can do with his legs. Mm. He is so athletic. And as I said it before, I'm going to say it again, the Pac-12, even though they're disbanding after this year, has the best quarterback, has all the best quarterbacks in this year. Yep. All the best quarterbacks reside in the in the Pac-12. It's insane. But Cam Moore, dude, I mean, he came out and just showed off this game for sure. Um, one thing about this Oregon State, dude, Oregon State defense had no answer half the time. I know it was a 38-35 game, but no answer for that at all. And it was a little – DJ looked a little iffy on, on Oregon State's offensive side for sure. But, I mean, they scored 35 points, bro. They lost by three. It was such a good game. That's the one game that caught my – and I'm also putting this, Cam Ward is going to be a Heisman sleeper this year for sure. Mm. 
Um, I think he finishes sixth in Heisman votes. <laughs> he, might make it. he might make um, it to dang New York, bro. 13 he may make it zero to interceptions, bro. <laughs> zero interceptions? He's got zero interceptions this year. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen a Golly. Washington State quarterback be this good since Minshew Magic, man. He's like, ridiculous. That's insane. This dude's ridiculous. He, How many rushing yards does he have this season? I don't know if he's much of a runner. Yeah, he's not much of a runner. He had a... Really? Well, he's he's got very over, athletic. He's dude. got over like 100. When they, okay, that's not bad, but passing Three tuds. He's like... Three rushing tuds, too. So he's got... That's not bad. 16 total tuds, zero turnovers. Yeah, he doesn't have a fumble either. And through 82.4% this week. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Like, like that's like, how do you beat 82% like that? Well, bro? Let me, I mean, the defense, the defense has got to step up on Oregon state for sure, but that offensive side of the ball really answered up. Like you have to get close for a long, long game, but also these pack 12 games are so offensively powered. Like it's hard to get a solid defense. I think the only solid defense you can say that the, that's in the Pac-12 is Oregon. Hey, you, whoa, 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 whoa. Utah, brother. Utah. Hang on now. Utah. Oh, who? Uh, Utah Oregon. dogging on defense. Well, no, I'm not saying they're I better know, than Oregon. Oregon's often, uh, mm. I'm just saying they are both. Hey, I have to Washington there, too. Man, like, come on. They got – it's not the same Pac-12, man. Mm. There's some good defenses. It's not, dude. It's insane, dude. It's insane because I've never – like, we've all known the Pac-12 to just be strictly offense. Yeah. And I think the best off, like the best offense in the league, in the Pac-12 is Washington. Mm. I'm saying that. And then the best defense, as you said, could be between T, uh, between Utah and Oregon. Mm. Utah and Oregon are insane. But uh, the Oregon State, Washington State, really caught my Cam Ward. Hmm. Hear this out, people. Cam Ward is a name to watch out for. That is a name to watch out for in college football this year. Man, I watched the game that caught your eye, brother. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I just gonna say first thing: watch the dog of Cam Ward this weekend. Impressive. That's all I can say. I, t- I texted you a picture of his stat line when he was nineteen and twenty in the game. I was like, what in the world is going on? This dude. Is- Who do they play next week? Let's see. I got you right now. They play UCLA. That's a that's an interesting football game. Okay. Oh man, that's going to be weird. Cause I mean, their hardest games seven points. they get Oregon in a couple of weeks, and then they get they end Washington. the season in Washington. Yeah, so Colorado Ooh, too. That's so, um, they got they definitely have they, everything's in front of Washington State. I mean, they could literally shake up the entire conference. They're oh, so sure. fun to watch offensively. They are ridiculous. Uh I do want to say this guy right here. No, that's not him. That's not the guy I want to look. There's a guy in Washington State. Uh, Washington State's not the game I'm going to talk about, even though this game was very fun. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly for Washington State. Receiver. Why does – okay. He didn't even lead the team in receiving yards. Three tuds. He had that net. Three tuds? Three tuds. He, he didn't had... even lead the he didn't even lead the team in receiving yards. He no. still got three tuds. <laughs> three tuds. Are these all in the red zone? <laughs> no. He had the big dang big catch. He had a big catch, and then he had a, another big catch, and then he spun spin moved out of it, out of two defenders. Oh. It was ridiculous. And I watched that game, I was like, this guy, this guy right here is just as good as Dan Cam Ward. But um I just want to throw that guy out there, Washington State. The score does not tell the whole story. That game was not that close. Throughout the game, Oregon State made oh, a no, light no. push. I think Washington. I think Washington State should have just blown the brakes off of them, dude. Once they again, Oregon have. State's defense was just atrocious. They, I don't know how they still managed to get thirty-five on the board, but you know, 
Hey, that running game was pretty good. But, yeah, the pass game is weird over there with Oregon State. DJ's not that guy. I'm going to go to the other Washington team, though, that, sh- that caught my eye. The only reason I want to say this is this team started 14 and nothing without their offense touching the football field. 14 Dude, that's insane. nothing. They got a pick six on the first drive, and then they got a yeah. punt return for a touchdown. And they had it on at work, dude, and I was just it was it was mind blowing. Man, I was I was I was impressed. Washington is a team that I've been high on since the beginning. I haven't making my playoffs uh, as the Pac twelve, you know, team. And man, I, I'm I'm feeling really good about that pick. Michael Pence Jr., Heisman leader. Leader, maybe leader, maybe we'll see about that. Ooh, in a man, second. I mean, you, I mean, he's got to be the leader, right? Yeah. I mean, the dude's balling out right yeah. now. We'll have to see about that in a second. Our Heisman watch, but yeah, that's the team I had to had to pick up. Man, it was. Yeah, I turned the game on. I was like, all right, what game am I going to watch tonight? You got USC. I should have watched the USC game, but I was like, USC Cal. I mean, Washington Cal, USC Arizona. Neither one of these games should. Neither one should be good. But I really want to watch Washington, so I watch Washington. I turn it on. It's already fourteen nothing. Like what the heck? Am I, what? <laughs> I go look at the stats. There's no stats on offense. I'm like, what? What's going There's on? Nobody's here? touched the field yet. No, what's, what's going on? What the ESPN must not update the stats. Obviously, they don't score. And then I look at the scoring summary. Two tuds. Defense kick return. Special I'm like, teams. what is going on right now? Washington's got Let's it see. everywhere. This team is so fun to watch. Yeah, 32 is a little weird, but I still believe in this defense. They're got just studs everywhere on offense. I don't mm-hmm. even need to lay no, that their out. Their wide receiving room is the best in the league, is the best in college football. Mm-hmm. Their wide receivers all go for – they all go over 100 yards a game. It's, like, it's insane. Yeah, guys, everywhere, With man. multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They got guys that – a lot of good cornerback play. Linebackers are playing good. This team has just got players – on a lot of spots, man. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. In the right spots. In the right spots, man. I'm, I'm really impressed with Washington. I had to highlight them. Another game I wanted to highlight because I'm still high on this team as well. Them Hurricanes are coming, baby. Them Hurricanes are Dude, coming. Dude, the U may be back. The they U may be, be back. back. I know it's Temple. They should have done what they did, 41-7. to uh, hooray! You beat you beat Temple. Hooray! Though. Yay! But I'm Temple. still high on them. Still high on them. Just wanted to throw that one out there, and I'm not going to let this team go unsaid, undone. Oregon. Please tell me it's you. Oh no, yeah, or yeah, you should bring up USC. USC was. I want. I'll bring them up in just a second. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say Oregon. Love Dan Lanning's pregame speech. He is an absolute animal. That's another coach that was making me run, run and run through a wall. Did he said he said they're playing for clicks. We're, We're playing, playing for wins. wins. Nah, that's so hard, bro. Bar over bar, hard, dude. That's he was going crazy right in that locker room. Just wanted to highlight that. Not a Colorado hater. I have loved Colorado. I'm such a Dion fan. Everything oh, dude, that he's the, done, they're on the come up for sure. Exactly, and everything Dion's done has been good for the sport. I'm not going to be one of these guys that just. You know, kills him for losing a game that they shouldn't have even won. You know, I, I, I get they it. They came in as 21 point dogs, dude. They, they're not going to win that game. Obviously, you would like to see a better performance, but I'm sorry, man. Like, this team won one game last year. Yeah, you want to see them do better than 42 to nothing or whatever it was at half. It's it's one of these things. It's a rebuild. Dion De- said it, an old fashioned butt whipping. These kinds of games happen. I just wanted to say, though, Oregon, legit. Washington, legit. Miami, Watch out for them. Let's go. One game that I was going to say one no, thing. Yeah, one game. Ahead. One game that should not go unseen, and one team that should be punished and did get punished in the rankings. Damn right. USC, dude, is not 
is just I don't know, dude. It's they're not there yet, dude. Like offense is there, but their defense that game should not have been close at all. That game against Arizona should not have been close. They, I mean, 45-28, if they score again, it's still a 10-point game. Like, that game should not have been close at all. Their defense was getting torched. Torched. Um, And that's the reason I don't think they make the Pac-12 championship. Ooh, a little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, we'll what, get on that. We'll get in there in just a second. We'll get in there in just a second. But that's one, game, that's one game that I think that should not go undone, that, uh, that should get recognized a little bit more, is that USC did struggle yesterday against a 1-2 Arizona team. <laughs> Arizona. One and two, by the way. Arizona for the championship. Now, I think you did a little bit of a foreshadowing for us about what we're going to be doing next year. Got a little bit of a rapid-fire conference championship prediction. Oh. We're going to give you the two teams we think in the Power Five for right now. we got Power Five still for right now of these for Power right Five now. conferences, who we got in the games and who we got winning the games. So, CDM. Let's go through this rapid fire. We're not going to stick on these things too long. We're going to give our team, give our give our winner, quick little reason why. SEC, I'll start us off real quick here. I'm going to go lean. I'm leaning. It comes down to one big game, obviously. I obviously got to have Georgia in this still. They haven't done anything to prove yeah. that wrong. They One time they taste adversity. They go out and dominate the second half. So Georgia's making it. I don't think they're the same Georgia as the last few years, but Georgia's making it. Comes down to one game, LSU-Alabama. Right now, LSU's offense is a little bit better. A little bit better. It's not a little bit, but it it makes the team a little bit better than Alabama for me. I'm leaning LSU. LSU still has some holes. This team is not perfect by any means, and I just want to say that, but I got LSU making it versus Georgia and LSU upset, baby. Let's go, Homer. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I was waiting for it. So I'm going to agree with you on both of those. Me being, you know, I'm wearing this fantastic beanie right here. Um, it's I'm an Alabama beanie for people LSU. listening. It's an Alabama beanie for everyone listening. I'm just, I'm just gonna take Georgia and LSU, dog. Like I, I agree with you. It comes down to that game, and I feel like LSU's offense is just a little better. Is is a lot better than Alabama's offense for sure. Um, it's as I said before, it's gonna come down to whose team's gonna break first against that offense and defensive battle between those two teams. Alabama's got one of the best, uh, a good, got a good defense. LSU's got a great offense. You get them together, which one's going to break to really end that game? Um, I'm going to take Georgia, but only only because it would be crazy if LSU went in there and upset that team. Oh, trust it me. Would be absolute, it would be absolutely insane. But I'm going to take the Bulldogs going back to the SEC championship and winning it, but they don't win the championship. Like but that. that's for later pods down the road, but yeah. that's my SEC championship right now. Um, mind if I kick off the Big Ten? Go ahead, brother. Bring us home. The Big Ten championship is going to be we are Penn State, baby, versus the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, Penn State right now is just on fire. As we said, they lead the lead. They lead college football in turnovers, and they lead college football without turning over the ball. Um, Wisconsin is just – it's weird just because they got a new head coach. They're trying to figure out an identity for that team, but they have the only legit chance in the other side of the conference to make it. So I'm going to take Penn State versus Wisconsin, and I am taking the Nindy Lions to win their Big Ten championship since 2016. He spoke word for word, bar for bar, well for me. I'm not going to say word, much. Word for bar, baby. You cannot tell me. Hey, Nittany Lions all the way. I know I have – you'll find out where I have Ohio State, and I'm still – I am back on the Ohio State bandwagon, but 
I cannot watch this Penn State team and not think it's a little bit different. They got a quarterback. This defense is the best defense in the country, like we said. And I think it's the best defense that Ohio State will easily face this year, even with you know Notre Dame's legit defense. This is the best defense Ohio State will face. This is the best defense Michigan will face. Go with the Nittany Lions, baby. A little homer it feels like for me too, but I, 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 there's something different about it, man. There's something different about this Nittany Lions team. Give me the Nittany Lions in the championship win as well. Pig, Who do you have them playing? Wisconsin is bar, word for word, bar for bar. Oh, okay. Like I oh, okay. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Big 12. I'll start us here. You got to have one team in there. They beat the Tide earlier this year, and they still look like they're cooking. Looks like their quarterback might be. Uh, oh, whoa. That's a rare sighting. Okay. All right. All right. Hook him down, baby. Let's uh, go. Oh, uh, he got me. No. This team is legit. Their quarterback's in the Heisman conversation. He will probably be there in New York when it's all said and done. Don't know if he wins it, but he will be there in New York. He is very good. Texas is very good. This is the best Texas defense I've seen in probably a long time. The team I got them facing, though, this is the best version of their defense I've seen in a long time. Brent Venables is bringing back Oklahoma football, it feels like. The offense was weird, very weird against Cincinnati. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. I forgot Oklahoma can make the Big Ten, Big 12 championship. They oh can, right? Hold on. Let me change. Yeah, they can. They've done it before. I was about to say, like, making me um, second guess myself. Let me myself. Uh, change that up real fast. Let me okay. make sure. I feel better now. Yeah, yeah. They can. Oh, no, no. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can make the Big Ten, Big 12 championship. Right. Right. Yeah. They've done it before. Kyler Murray's year. Yeah, they can. Okay, good. Makes me happy. I thought so. Oh, my God. Dude, just imagine if they t- if they both make. Who, oh, that's who, gonna be a who the hell did you have the, in in their place? Well, I'll tell you right now, I had Kansas State. <laughs> uh, okay, hey, that's still not a terrible pick, though. It's not a terrible pick, but I totally forgot Oklahoma can make the Big Twelve, even if they lose to Texas. Yep, they. I, I think that will be their only loss on the season. I like Texas. Oklahoma's got a legit defense. It feels like for the first. Well, legit. Let's say legit in terms of Oklahoma's defenses in the past. Finally, like, a competent defense, and I love Dylan Gabriel. He is very, very talented. Uh, I mean, that man can sling the rock, dude. I'm hey, telling you, he like got in wheels his pinpoint, too. He can. He's run. got wheels. He didn't show it much at UFC when he played there, but he no. also got hurt that one time. But exactly. He's got wheels for sure. I like him. I mean, he was a legit Heisman candidate over there in UCF. He comes here. High expectations to make this offense as electric as it was. They were averaging 50 points coming into this game. Weird offensive game against Cincinnati. I want to commend Cincinnati's that defense play there. Give Cincinnati their flowers, dude. They played a game. They played their butts off. Offense was terrible, horrible. But Emory Jones, not that guy. But no, Emory Jones wasn't the guy at Florida. What makes you think he's going to be the guy anywhere else? He's not that guy. But I, I just wanted to say that Texas wins, though, in my opinion. Texas is legit. You'll find out where I've got them ranked later on in the pod. Um, I'm going to say Texas versus Oklahoma. I'm going to take that. So, But oh. I'm going to say Texas wins the Red okay. River rivalry. Okay. Oh, but okay. Oklahoma <laughs> but Oklahoma comes back in the Big 12 championship to get some revenge. Ooh, I and like it. beats the Texas Longhorns. I like it. I mean, this game can go either way, dude. This is probably – Listen, I said I know I said Ohio State and Notre Dame and Florida State and Clemson. Texas and Oklahoma could be game of the year mm. for sure. Game of the year, hundred percent agree on that. That's gonna be if it's anything like we think it could be. Like it's fireworks. It, oh yeah, and both two off two explosive offenses, 
two solid defenses. Finally, Oklahoma's got a defense and not an explosive off. Like they have the best of both worlds now at Oklahoma. Yep. They have the best of both worlds with an ex- explosive offense and a fiery defense. But you have Texas. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I'm going to have to go against you on this one, brother. I love it. I love it. Start us off with the Pac 12, brother. What you got? Man, man, man. So I'm going to take the Washington Huskies mm. versus the Oregon Ducks. Mm. And that right there is going to be a game. Talk about it. The best defense in the Pac-12 versus the best offense in the Pac-12. They don't play each other. They play each other once during the season. And so I think one of them honestly splits it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Washington gets one loss or Oregon gets one loss. They meet up in the Pac-12. But if they meet up in the Pac-12 championship with both of them only being each other's loss, this has that has playoff all that had playoff implications all over it. Whoever wins that game is probably making the playoffs for the Pac-12. And I'm going to take the Washington Huskies. I'm going to mm. take the Washington Huskies. I am sold on Michael Penix Jr. I'm sold on that offense. Uh, as you just said, the defense is on fire right now. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from Oregon. Oregon has Bo Nix. You know, Bo Nix is right there in the Heisman uh, Heisman contending as well. Um, their defense is dominant. They've been dominant almost every game they've played. But Washington, to me, has just a little bit more of the skill play against Oregon's defense. Their wide receivers, that wide receiver room is loaded with talent, bro. And look who you have throwing the ball to them. Mm. One of the most accurate passers, best deep thrower of the game, Michael Penix Jr., who I think, Heisman front runner right now, but Mm. you know. Mm. And I'm gonna so I'm gonna take the Washington Huskies to win the Pac-12 championship game. How about yourself, man? This was just, this was hard. This one's tough. You can look at it. First of all, whoever is the AP guy that gave Washington a one, there was one Washington vote for them. To yeah, be I saw that. The dude. number I one that. I respect seed. Him. I love that guy. Whoever it was, I respect. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna clap yeah. for him right now. Respect my guy. Uh, you know talent. You know talent. You, I like what he's been watching. Feels like we're on the same page, but it's hard. First of all, Washington loved them. Like I said, I've, I've been on it since day one. They were in my playoffs. They're gonna make. They're gonna be in the championship game, obviously for me. And then go look around: the USC's, the Oregon's, the Utah's, the Washington States. You know, there's so many good teams in this conference. But I would have to agree with you. Oregon is the other team for me. And it's not just what they did against Colorado. This team is building. It's not the first year this coach has been here, Dan Lanning. I'm a fan. I am a fan of Dan Lanning. He is he is awesome. <laughs> you know, he oh, is dude, awesome. He's, he's a good coach. I mean, once yeah. again, hey, he came from he came from Bama as well. Yep. He made his way through he made his way um and he finally got an opportunity at Oregon. And talk about hitting the gold mine at the right time, dude. Yeah. Like he hit that place at the right moment. He's got every player that he needs at every position to be such a good team. Yeah, man, and his, and he's a defensive minded coach. He too. was, he is, and he had those Georgia defenses flying. He's got this Oregon defense flying. I'm impressed. You know, when you got a guy like Bo Nix who's so efficient. I mean, we we made our jokes in the past when he was very inefficient with Auburn. And now he's the most efficient quarterback in the country. It's like, what's going on here? First of all, how did he needed a scene change? It, it was a scene change. It was it was just a. I think it's a strictly an offensive base thing. What he does at Oregon is, man, it's not even like Justin Herbert. I don't know. I'm just 
I'm blown away with how fast this team is. And I'm and yeah, I watched against Colorado and Colorado is probably not the perfect team to watch, you know, elite and an elite team face, but man, they're fast, they're they're strong, they're big. I mean, everything that you want on a team, you saw it against Colorado. Obviously, you want to see that against higher level competition, but Oregon's no joke, and it's hard for me not to pick a not to pick Oregon in this championship game. Washington, though, holding strong on that pick. I love Michael Penix Jr. I love their coach. I think it's their time to get back into that playoffs like they've done before. Hey, as we said before, man, we've seen Michael Penix Jr. at Indiana. Who? Dude, we saw flashes yes. of him. Uh, we saw flashes of the like potential that he had. And the transfer portal helped him out big time, helped him find a squad that was so confident in him. He's gotten bigger throughout the years. I'm not talking like big. I'm talking about like he's gotten swole. Yes. He's gotten confident in every throw that he makes now. Um, he's just gotten to the right situation. And same thing for Bo Nix. You know, Bo Nix coming out of high school, hated him because he was committed to Auburn. Obviously. But now that I can – now that he's at Oregon now, I can finally cheer for him and be happy for him now and not wish the worst upon him <laughs> in game – in game, like stat wise, no injury wise, stats. Um, Menace. And I'll say this: it is a di- it, it's a, such a different team from when Cristobal was there with Justin yes. Herbert. It's not play action, run the ball every time, hit a, hit a wide receiver deep. It's so different, though. You don't know what that Oregon team is going to do. They can hit screen plays that go for twenty plus yards. Yep. Like the offensive master, like the offensive powerhouse that they can be in the Pac-12 is insane. But I think we're both agreeing on Washington winning the Pac-12. So, you know, go Huskies, baby! Huskies! Huskies! Last. But I will kick off yeah. the ACC real fast. What we got here, brother? I got the the Florida State Seminoles mm. going undefeated to the ACC championship, going up against the North Carolina Tar Heels. All right, holding strong North on that Carolina North Carolina. Will ha- North Carolina will have one loss by the time they play uh, Florida State. And this is going to be a good game. Two quarterback, two top five quarterbacks in this year's draft class going head to head for the first time. They don't play each other in the regular season, so it's going to be a new. It's a it's a whole different team for new like for each other coming back from last year. Um, North Carolina made the ACC championship last year, fell short to Clemson. It's weird that Clemson won an ACC championship last year, though. It's insane, yeah, right? But. Florida State, to me, as we said, they just got playmakers everywhere, dude. They have got playmakers. They have such a good defensive line. Uh, and I think Jordan Travis may be a little bit better than Drake May. Drake May this year has showed some um, decline in his game a little bit, but he's still, in my opinion, top three, top four in quarterbacks this year. Michael Penix above him, of course. Um, But I'm going to take the Florida State Seminoles winning this game. I think Everybody else, when it comes to that time, ACC championship, if Florida State and North Carolina are in it, then the majority of them will pick Florida State just because they are such a well-put-together team now. Um, Everybody's been there for a while. Travis is finally playing to his standard of football now. Um, I'm going to take the Florida State Seminoles winning the ACC championship. I love it. I'm with you there, man, when it comes to the winner. But, hey, I got to tell you this, man. I got to tell you this. You're sleeping on them canes, brother. Sleeping on them canes. Throw to you, baby. Throw it to you. Listen, Florida State's going to make it, obviously. They win their one of their biggest games of the season. I do think Miami will be a very, very, very interesting game. They do play later in the season. I think that will be Miami's only loss on the year. Florida State does? Yes, they do play Miami. 
You know they play North Carolina, right? Miami plays North Carolina as well. They'll beat North Carolina. They'll bleep, beat, bleep, bleep, beat Clemson. Go into that Florida State game undefeated. Lose in a very, very interesting football game. Make it to the ACC championship just because they only have one loss to Florida State, and Florida State waxes them in the ACC championship. Wax. Um, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. not going to be pretty. Got Florida State winning that one. All right. That was our rapid fire conference championship predictions. We'll be we'll be kind of doing those every other kind of week now. Uh, as we, I like those, man. We're gonna have to do like a play. We're gonna have to do like a playoff prediction soon. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like we're gonna have to four, do updated like top four teams for sure to make the playoffs. I um, say, we'll but, do, you know, we'll do we'll start doing that when the when the committee starts dropping theirs. That's what we'll do. Yeah, we'll start doing that. But we we got to move on to uh, your top six teams yes, that sir. you have this week. Um, you started off, brother. Who do you have? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. It's it, this is the first week where it feels like you can make some shifts, big wins, big losses. Some teams look better than others. Some are more dominant than others. Some got bigger, bigger wins. So this is all. This is in tandem of why uh, mine top six is how it is. Obviously, if you want to find out our top twenty-five, go find it on our social medias. Nate Dog Sports NDS dot. Or underscore NDS underscore, underscore CFB on Instagram, Nate Duck Sports on Twitter. Number one for me, Georgia. Obviously, can't move them. Haven't they've done now. what they like. I said once on the one moment of adversity they had, they overcome it. They play great. They do their thing. They dominate in the second half. Beat South Carolina. They look great against Ball State this this week or some some team. Ooh, no UAB. UAB. That's what it was. Yeah. Hey, I'll give UAB. Hey. UAB put up twenty one. UAB is not a bad squad. I, I can't disrespect. UAB them put much. up twenty one. I'll give um, them that. And so I'm not going to move them anywhere. Number one team for me. Number two. In a little bit of a shift here from our recent mm. top twenty five. I, I could see it. I got the Texas Longhorns, baby. Got the Longhorns no, moving I up. See it. I got the Longhorns moving up to number two. They have a bigger win. Alabama with their win against Ole Miss proves that that is a big win for Texas. You know, I know Alabama was still figuring things out, and they still are. But uh, for Alabama, still be a top, you know, top easy top fifteen. You know, definitely in my opinion, could make them a top 13, 12 team. It's a big win for Texas. You got to respect the win, and now they get to face off against a very, very hungry. And talented Kansas team this week. We'll talk about that one later. Number three for me, got the Ohio State Buckeyes jumping into that top four. Man, I got to be honest, they uh, they did their thing. They've done their thing. They got the biggest win of the season now under their belt. They beat a Notre Dame squad that, hey, everyone knew what that game was going to be like, and they did it. CDM are still with us. CDM is gone. Another technical difficulty, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back. Sorry about that. Once again, we have some technical difficulties. Zoom is not our Sorry. best friend today, man. It's just it's not. my bad, dude. Sorry. The, the Wi-Fi over here at the Yawn Residence is not kicking too hard right now. But we're almost done. So we if we make it through these next three <laughs> next three topics, we'll be good for sure. And we'll get this fixed by next week. So sorry, guys. <laughs> All good. All good, brother. Where I was at, I said te- Texas at two. You're still around. So number three for me, Ohio State Buckeyes. They get the job okay, done okay. Uh, against Notre Dame. Biggest win of the season for them. Could say it's the biggest win of any team this season so far. Got to have them in the top four now. They have a bigger win than uh, over uh, than Michigan, who is the one team you could put over. Uh, put them over right now. 
So I got to put them over the, the the Wolverines for that simple fact. They get the bigger win. Um, McCord finally looks like a legit, you know, legit quarterback. I love what I saw. Like I said a thousand times, it feels like on this pot already, what I saw in that last drive. So. Hey, man, it takes one drive to solidify yourself as the man. Yes, and sir. that one drive solidified himself as the man for Ohio State this year because there was controversy over him not starting at all. Yeah. Exactly, and it's like, what? And that was the only reason I had him number one the, going into the season, you know, uh, with my final ranking. So I got to have Ohio State up there after their Notre Dame victory. Number four, got the Wolverines. They've done nothing to, you know, really fall out of the top four besides, you know, not dominating teams like you think they should. Struggled early on this week. That was a weird week for them, you know, struggling a little early on. And even Pat McAfee picking against them. And I was like, is this going to profit early on? I was like, is this is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Doesn't happen. It's either profit right now. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, you never know with old Pat McAfee. But um, didn't happen. Michigan does win the game, not in dominant fashion. So, you know, Ohio State gets a big win. Michigan doesn't dominate. Got to put them above them. Touchdown Bengals. Love to see that. Joe Mixon still top five running back. Screw anyone that says it. Um, So number five for me, got the FSU Seminoles. Okay. Wasn't pretty, but they still beat a good Clemson team. I still think Clemson's good, even though they aren't in my top 25. Clemson's a solid squad. They got a lot of talent. Dabo's that guy when it's – he's still a great coach. So, like we said, it it was Clemson's championship. Get the big win. Florida State now can look ahead. And some other teams, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. not too many teams in front of them that they get that might give them trouble. So, Florida State still in that top five for me. Got you. Number six. Who's the other team out of this playoffs currently? For right now. I had one team. I'm switching it. No, I'm not. Penn State. I'm no, holding strong. No. Penn who State are you thinking? Six. Who are you going to switch them for? I thought about Washington, man. I was fighting that one. That see, that, I was thinking the same thing when I was making this list, man. I was like, man, Washington's like right there. They're right like, there. They're, they are flirting with the top five right now. They are. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold strong on Penn State. I had them at six. I'm gonna hold strong to that. Defense is legit. I've watched them a couple times this season, and God, they are fast. They are so talented on defense. Cannot disrespect that. Holton Strong on six for Penn State. Go Nittany Lions at six. Let's go, baby. Let's go. What's you got, CDM? Okay, so at one, going to take Georgia. Have not looked dominant like they have for the past two years for being two-time defending champs, um, but they're still up there. Uh, a team that we really haven't talked about that you mentioned that you had your four spot, I got Michigan at two. Still hasn't done anything to lose it, but – I mean, has not looked like the same Michigan team we've seen these past two, three years, man. Mm-mm. Also, you don't have to dominate every game to be good. We understand that. Wow. But also, we were we're expecting Michigan to go and play for a, a natty this year. And I mean, the way they're looking, it's not looking like they're going to get past Penn State. Mm. So, I have Michigan at number two. I still think they have it in them. At number three, I'm going to put the Texas Longhorns, and it was such a debate. I was right there with you. It was such a debate of switching Texas and Michigan for sure because Texas is good. Like, Texas is back. Like, legitimately, Texas is back. There's no doubt about it. Um, but Texas at three right now, especially after that big win against Bama, you always have – that's the biggest factor in their belt. Uh, that's the biggest factor in their in their um, run right now is that they beat Bama at Bama. Um, at four, I'm going to put Ohio State. They deserve to be back up in the top four after such a – gutsy, gritty win against Notre Dame, a good Notre Dame squad as well. Um, At number five, 
outside looking in, I'm going to put we are Penn State, putting Penn State at five. Um, 31 nothing. That's all that has to be said. 31 nothing. Like they dominated the line of scrimmage. Every part of that football game on the defensive side of the ball, they dominated. Yep. And then at number six, I got Florida State. Had a little, these two weeks have been a little iffy for me. Um, mm-hmm. The it's not even like the overtime game against Clemson. It's most like it's more about that Boston College game for me that they only won by two. Like it was a big one for me. Um, it was very hard not to put Michigan. It's very, I mean Washington. It's very hard not to put Washington up there. But you can't take the only team that I would take them out for to put up in there is Michigan, just because Michigan's not that exciting. Especially after getting Harbaugh back, it wasn't that exciting to see him back because I thought they were just gonna put a 50 burger on this team yeah, honestly yeah. um but that's my top five uh top six georgia michigan texas ohio state penn state three big 10 uh three big 10 teams this year um usually it's the sec that's taken over the top six but this year the big 10 is showing out for sure big 10 sh- um, but those are showing up man that's for sure for sure and that's my top six teams dude um my favorite topic that we're about to get on there's a few heismans on these lists that we need to talk about for sure. Mm. Um, start us off, man. Who's your Heisman watch list? Starting for, uh, start, start us off. Yeah, College Kings Heisman watch. We've been doing this weekly. We're trying to keep you all up. They obviously, we weren't here last week, um, but we, we've been doing them. We've been keeping up with them, so it's not like we uh, we made anything up. I know I forgot to post our, our, our rankings and watch last week, but – I promise we have been keeping up every week with it, uh, as well week as was games. Just not explosive. Hey, and games. We did pick games. I know I didn't put them out there, yeah. but we picked games. So next week when we come into the pod, I'll be uh, letting y'all know what our rankings look like, our record, um, more like it when it comes to us picking games. Let's get into the Heisman watch. Nate Dogs. Nate Dogs Heisman watch here. This one's this one's getting tough now. Teams are falling out. I mean, players are falling out. Players some players are, falling, uh, players are going up though. There's yeah. some players that are going up in this. Yeah, some some players might be finding their way back into this top five when they started here. So, oh my gosh, this defense for Cincinnati is cooking right now, dude. Dude. Um, but I'll start us here. Number five. This was a tough, tough pick for me. Um, there's some guys out there you could say, and it comes down to. My reasoning here for this guy being at where I've got him, there's just a couple reasons. My reasonings are stats, that always plays a factor, mm-hmm. competition, and what he means to a football team. All right? Those three things, when they coordinate, uh, correlate like they do with this guy, I've got to have him in my top five. Might call me a homer, but I got Jaden Daniels back at this top five. Hey, man, there's no disrespect to that at all. He is cooking, cooking this year. Um, like I said, stats-wise, 90 to 124 passes this year. That's a very good percentage. 1,300 passing yards, 12 tuds, and only two interceptions, 200 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. He looked great, man. He looks great. And the reason I have him here was yes, you could throw a Jordan Travis in there. Yes, you could still even have maybe a Sam Hartman in there. You know, there's other guys out there that you might want to throw in there, like maybe a maybe a Dylan Gabriel, a Tyler Van Dyke with yeah. Miami. You know, Cam Ward. Cam Ward. But when it comes to what he means to this LSU squad, 
LSU doesn't. I don't know if they win that game against Arkansas without him. You know, no, no. It, it probably it, it shouldn't have been that close of a game, anyways. But if he does not play that game, LSU doesn't win. Exactly. So, you know, for me, he means so much to LSU. And when it comes down to this award, it is the most, the best player, first of all, and the most important player. Jay Daniels is the most important player. It feels like maybe in the country, maybe behind a Caleb Williams, you know, you could throw a couple other guys in there. But what Jay Daniels means to LSU, LSU's not where they are without him. So top five Heisman guy for me. Number four, Quinn Ewers, Texas baby. Mm-hmm. He is doing everything he can to to solidify himself in this race. Got his stats pulled up as well here. He's balling, man. He's balling. Dominate, dominant winning over Baylor. Um, not nearly as many yards, but clean. He hasn't thrown a pick. Thousand passing yards. Nine tuds. He's running the ball. He's got three rushing touchdowns. What? He's playing smart, dude. He's smart. he's playing. He's playing like a smart quarterback should. Wow. Like I mean, so if you look at it. Is Quinn Ewers probably like the one of the best Texas quarterbacks that you've seen so far? Definitely in recent memory. I mean, Colt McCoy's the only guy I could uh, even like think about. Vince Young, obviously, back in the day, but yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Interesting stat. Also, Ewers haven't hasn't thrown a pick in seven straight games. This is not good, Lord. This is not unnatural for the guy. He is just a smart football player. It's leaned up. Looking good, you know, got in the weight room, looking good. He's like at 195, right? Yeah. We talked about that like a couple pots ago. He's like at 195, dude. He's yeah. shredding up. He's shredding and that, up. Like, it's good weight, too. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was what, good, good weight for him last year. Have. Exactly. So it's all it's all smart. Say so he's on a diet now. I like what I'm seeing from Quinn Ears. Got the Longhorns at two. Got to have them. Got to have their quarterback in there. Yeah. Number three, Mr. Bo Nix. Yes, sir. Domination. Domination over the Colorado Buffaloes. He's been in my top five for the last couple weeks. He's going to stay there as long as he's doing what he's doing. I mean, the stats are ridiculous. I'll pull up his stats, too, real quick. I got them right here. He Back in the day when I used to say Bo Picks instead they, of Bo Nicks. Hey, and he, he's not doing too many of those. Only one pick on the year. Only one, and that was last game, too. It was. It was. Um, and a rushing touchdown. He's, I mean, he's so efficient, dude. I mean, he's he's literally only missed like 25 passes this year. He's, he's, he's going above 70%, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's balling, uh, man. I mean, he looks. I mean, you never saw this at all. You never saw this at Auburn. They nope. did not see this at Auburn at all. I don't think they had the right scheme around him when he was at Auburn. Mm-mm. And I, as we said about Michael Penix, I'll say the same thing about Bo Nix. They, he found himself a spy. He they found, found his home. Yes. And it felt like that when he went there. But, uh, yes, number three, Bo Nix. Number two, we got a little bit of a shift here. Got Caleb Williams at two. Yes, Caleb is as amazing as any quarterback ever. He's still probably the number one pick going to the draft. No one is discrediting his talent. But, and you can honestly use your argument against me, my own argument, when it comes to him, his value to this team. I mean, his value is literally, you cannot, like, it's not, you cannot put it you, into They're words. not winning a game without Caleb Williams. <laughs> like, like, they're team, not winning a game without him. They have to have him on the field. He is, like, so good and so so much of a game breaker that when he's not on the field, this team is just, this is not even close mid, to the same, bro. It's not even mid, close. Straight mid. 15 tuds, zero picks, three rushing touchdowns. 
1,200 passing yards. There's not much more to say about the guy. He is special. He is special. For sure. But this other guy, this other guy that I got, I got above him. He's just as oh, special. Such a solid, such a stud. He is unbelievable. Love what I'm seeing. His uh, the evolution of his game, and he was never like this, like run first guy. But he ran a little bit in Indiana. Not anymore. This dude is a pocket passer. He reminds me of oh, a lot. solidified pocket passer. Like, do not let him leave the pocket at all. No, and but I'm and, and yeah, it might be the lefty. It might be that. But he reminds me a lot. Reminds me a lot of Tua when he was at Bama. You know, he's got a lot, a lot of that. Just rip it. You know, he rips it with that mm-hmm. left arm. He's got a can putting the ball where it needs to be. Accuracy is unreal. Very similar to what Tua's skill set is. He is so fun to watch. Sixteen hundred passing yards. I think that's leading the country. If not, yeah, definitely. He yeah, he leads the country. So there you go. Sixteen tuds, two interceptions, only fourteen rushing yards. I mean, he is. Truly a pocket passer when it comes to this season. He is my number one in my Heisman watch. CDM, what you got, brother? Okay, well, number five was weird because I didn't know if I wanted to put Travis out there or anything. But at five, I have the Penn State quarterback, the fresh, uh, the red shirt freshman. I have Drew Aller. Talk uh, about being smart with the ball, dude. He has not turned it over yet. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say yet because it – he will turn it over at some point. Everyone does. But for right now, <laughs> like for right now, he is so efficient with the ball. He's so smart when he does with the ball too. Like Penn State has the offense around him, and he's so smart, so intellectually smart when it comes to putting the ball where it needs to be, throwing it away when it's not a good read. Um, I have him at five. Quinn at, Quinn years at four. Um, I want to put him a little higher but I need to see him play one more big opponent, and that would have to be Oklahoma. Yep. If he goes into Oklahoma and just curve stomps them like they did last year, I would honestly put him over Caleb Williams. That's my opinion. I don't know if everybody else would agree with me, but Quinn right now, as you said, is a stud. I mean, so. no picks, 12 touchdowns altogether, nine passing, three rushing. Dude is an absolute unit right now. And we saw it coming out of high school. Uh, didn't get to see it at Ohio State, but, you know, that's where he wanted to go. He transferred back to Texas and just, I mean, Texas found their guy. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They have another guy right behind him after they leave, and his last name is Manning. That's yeah. the weird part. It's yeah. like another Manning is about – we get to see a Manning in college football after Quentin leaves. And he might be but, better. That's the weird uh, part. Oh, that's the, that's the weird part, but also <laughs> exciting as heck just yes. to see him. Um, at number three – I think we have the same top three. I have Bo Nix at three. Um, love what he's doing for Oregon right now. Last year, his first year was um, after that Georgia whooping, it was a little bad, mm. but they started figuring things out for him for sure. And he's got Bo Nix has gotten huge, dude. Like, I've seen him. Like, I've seen him on TV. Dude is ripped. Like, he dude's is. jacked. He may not be, he may not have the same height as uh, Justin Herbert or the arm strength, in my opinion. But decision-making, <laughs> but decision-making, um, pocket awareness, getting the ball out, yes. making split decisions like that. There was one play in the Oklahoma, in the Colorado game where he ran like a QB option and then just tossed it out to the tight end in the flats and scored. I mean, that's playmaking. That's a playmaker right there. Yep. So I got Bo Nix right there at number two. Caleb Williams um, hasn't really fall. He hasn't fallen off. It's just like. USC really hasn't done anything like that Arizona game. As I said, Arizona game should not have been close at all. Like they should have, uh, the Arizona state game should have just waxed that team, but they didn't. Um, But I still think Caleb 
has Caleb will be up in New York again next year. He probably will hold the Heisman Trophy next year if the committee will, you know, committee looks at pure talent wise or if they're looking at favoritism. Um, but then at number one, dude, the man that is catching everybody's eye and possibly, possibly could take that number one QB spot in this year's draft class if Caleb Williams, Caleb does not decide to go. If Caleb does decide not to go to the NFL, Michael Penix Jr. at number one. It would be weird because I've never seen – I don't think Washington has ever had a Heisman winner, let alone a Heisman front runner. I'm actually curious. Um, I'm curious about that too. I don't know if they've ever had a Heisman winner, and if they have, it's probably like back in the day. I was about to say, it's got to be a minute. It's got to be a minute. Um, But Michael Penix at number one, dude, I mean, he is just slinging the rock. He has the best wide receiver group in college football right now. Each one of them is averaging 100 yards a game with multiple touchdowns. Like, and he has a good defense to back him up. That's the same way about all, like, besides Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Quinn Ewers, and Drew Aller, they all, and Michael Penix, all of them have defenses to back their offensive play up. So Michael Penix right now, who leads the country in passing touchdowns and leads the, and leads the country in passing yards, I have him as my number one in Heisman watch right now. Um, and can, he can, and I think he stays there. I honestly think he stays there until they have to play Oregon. When they play Oregon, that's mm. where we get a Heisman matchup. That's where we get a Heisman matchup this year, an official Heisman matchup between two stud, talented quarterbacks. But that's my top five, dude. Um, I think Drew Aller can make a little run for it as well, depending on how far Penn State goes. Quinn's right there too. Once again, Quinn's biggest game is that Oklahoma game. Um. Mm. I'm not going to sleep on Bo Nix host, ho- hoisting that trophy too. I mean, dude's playing is dude's playing lights out right right now. But Oregon right now is playing lights out altogether. But that's my top five, dude. Um, I like it. I I don't expect I don't expect the top three to change anytime soon. I think mm-hmm. I do believe Travis Hunter, uh, not Travis Hunter, Jordan Travis will be back up in the top five once they figure out some offensive moves to make yep. to not be. Just, just to have some comfort. They didn't look comfortable these last two games, but I expect Jordan Travis to be back in the top five for sure. Yeah, um, it's hard. I mean, this is this is one of the most wide open college football playoffs and Heisman's. It feels like, even oh though, yeah, like like everybody still a lot of yes. people still have Caleb locked in, but I mean, you got to look around, bro. There's a lot of talent, man. There's just so, so much, talent. much talent, and it, Marvin Harrison Jr. hasn't even balled, and he might be the best player in the country. So. Oh man, I remember having him as my Heisman winner. Me too. It's, long it's just so hard for like Devonte Smith had it such a historic season. Yeah, so hard for a wide receiver to win that type of award. It's very tough. You got to be amazing all season. Then it's also it tough to put up numbers like he did. He had yeah. one of the most accurate quarterbacks. That's too. what I'm saying too. And then you also have a, have to have a quarterback that they don't want to win the award. You could have easily gave that award to Mac Jones that year. And oh yeah, you could. His stats ridiculous. So it's like all right. So the quarterback. Has to not be liked enough for him to, you know, win the Heisman. All right, let's close this bad boy out, brother. That was our playoff in Heisman Watch. You can obviously, like I said, go on our socials to find out everything else with our top 25. Let's get to our predictions here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, six games here. Six games here to pick. Rapid fire. These are going to be fun games, and they're not as amazing as last week. But in my it's, opinion, it's another exciting week. It's a very exciting week. Very exciting. Not as many ranked matchups, but still all amazing games. Start this thing off. Utah versus Oregon State. Cam Rising is rumored 
It's been rumored feels like the last four weeks that he's going to play. Last week, he's rumored to be playing this week. Uh, I don't know if that's true because right now Oregon State is favored, so it feels like once that news is official, that that line will move. But currently, honestly, it may move into Utah's favor. It will. It will. If Cam Rising is confirmed, it will. Oregon State is a three point favorite over under forty five and a half. CDM, which you got. I got Utah, man. I mean, yeah. as you said before, that defense is dominant right now. I mean, first play out of the UCLA game is a pick six. Yep. So, and they can only get – they're only getting better. Utah's still undefeated, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's another team in the Pac-12 to watch out for. I mean, they're they're, they're, they're the defending, defending. champs yeah. for the Pac-12, and I think everybody forgot about that after yep. Cam Rising went out. It's just, you know, you don't know what Utah's going to look like. But I have Utah winning – um, and I have them winning 35 to 10. I don't think it's going to be close. Okay. I think Utah is going to, if Cam is playing, yeah, if he comes if. out of that tunnel and steps on the field, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little rusty at first just because he hasn't played in a few games. But I honestly think that defense shuts down Oregon State. Yeah. I, I don't I, think Oregon State's going to stand a chance. And the fact that they're three point favorites right now blows my mind. Doesn't make any sense. Shows that Las Vegas knows nothing. That line will move. We are recording this early in the week. So there's no way that just stays. I'd be shocked if they're still favorites. If it comes if Saturday morning when I wake up and I still see Oregon State three point favorites, I'm, I'm, I'd be shocked. Mm-mm. I'd, be, I'd shocked. be shocked for real. Like, I mean, there's no way. I'm kind of, we're kind of picking this in, in light that Utah is going to be favored. I'm doing the same thing here. If Cam Rising plays, they put up over they put up more points. If he doesn't play, we're going to see another defensive battle. Wouldn't be surprised, like a 17-14 win. Okay. He's playing. If he's playing, I'm playing on. That's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm going to pick off of. Utah 26, Oregon State 14. I think Oregon State's offense run game is really good. But, like I said, my pass game is odd. I don't know what they're trying to do down there. DJ's not terrible, but. I don't get it. He's not the guy. He's just not the guy, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. They are very interesting. I don't understand their offense fully. Very good run game. I love the running back, but Utah is elite defensively. Cam Rising's back. Offense hums a little bit more. Not going to be not gonna be Oregon, but 26 points. First game back for Cam Rising. A little struggles, but we'll figure it out. A little struggles. Uh, I think it's going to be a little rusty here and there. It will but They'll be. figure it out for sure. It will be, but... We both got Utah winning that one. Let's go to an SEC matchup. Florida gains the respect of everybody after beating Tennessee, but now they go to face the undefeated Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky is a very odd team. They whacked uh, Vandy last week. Not a hard task to do. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> the baseball school lost a football game. Oh! oh. <laughs> We're so bad. But Florida has to travel out there to Kentucky to play that team. They got a new quarterback there out there in Kentucky, old North Carolina State transfer, Leary. Like the guy, he's good. They ain't get, they got they ain't getting no respect by anybody out there in the rankings. Um, there's a team that yeah, made no, the top the twenty-five. Worst, like the funny part is, it's just like Georgia, Kentucky, and Missouri are the only undefeated teams in the SEC. When in my lifetime or your lifetime have you ever seen that happen? Oh man, is that that's true, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Missouri, Kentucky, and Georgia. They're all in the East and they're all undefeated in the SEC. Never seen that in my lifetime being a football fan. Have I ever seen those three teams undefeated in the SEC? That's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't not like that at all. 
Like, I don't like it. Like, it should not happen. I got this from my own I eyes. I mean, it is college football. It is going to happen. There oh are going to be gosh. some years where the dominant teams who have been on top are not there right now. But who you got winning the game? Uh, yeah, I had to check that myself. You're right. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I it's really weird. I did not not believe you, but I just wanted to see that with my own eyes. But It's a little uncomforting to it's see. It's very weird. Lie. Very strange. But, yeah, this one's very fun. I really... I respect Florida after their win against Tennessee. I was not high on Florida after, you know, what I've seen from that team against uh, Utah. But I think that proves that Utah's defense is very, very, very good. But I'm I'm kind of on the Kentucky bandwagon here. I'm feeling a Kentucky win I, here. I like their quarterback. Dude. I like their, their quarterback. Quarterback is, quarterback is good. Defense is, is just a Kentucky defense. It's not bad. They're going to play good. They're going to hold defenses. They might bend, but they're not going to break. Florida's offense cannot sold on, not sold on yet at all. Not sold on Graham Mertz, Mertz at all. Not sold on him. So I'm gonna I'm leaning Kentucky here. I think they get the win, and I, I definitely think they cover as well. Two and a half favorites for Kentucky. Actually, little shocker there, but it's kind of a, a home play there with the with the money line, uh, forty six over under. I do believe we see a little bit more points there, thirty one to twenty three. What you got, CDM? Um, I'm leaning towards Kentucky as well. They have a very powerful offense as it is. Not like dominant, but it's still a very good offense that's putting up numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a very good run game. Ely, uh, Leary is a super, super good passer. I don't think he gets enough credit for his like passing ability as a quarterback right now. At NC State, he was killing it too. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best in the ACC at one point about two years ago. Got hurt. And you know, decided to get a change. You know, decided to get a new uh, new senior. Took his talent to Kentucky, and now they're on fire right now in his first season. Florida, I'm just not sold on them yet, as we said before. Yeah, they beat, but if you look on paper, Tennessee is good. If you look on the field, Tennessee is not that good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, their offense struggled against Florida. I mean, you go down 26 to seven. That's it's not looking too hot, especially with all the hype you had coming in for this year. Um, Joe Milton's still looking good. Not going to take anything away from Joe. Joe's a good quarterback. But I'm going to go with the Bobcats. I'm going to take Kentucky in this one. Um, I'm just um, – you just got to look at it this way. I mean, Kentucky – Kentucky's had Florida's number for a while. I mean, this is one of the best one of the best matchups in the SEC coming into the season. Um, and it's always been back and forth. Florida win one game, Kentucky, Florida, Kentucky. And I'm going to take Kentucky on this one. I'm taking Kentucky to win 30 to 27. Okay. I expect Florida to give them a little run. Okay. You can't let Kentucky go comfortable going into a Georgia game. If Kentucky goes into that Georgia game feeling, you know, kind of like, hey, we can kind of, kind of, kind of good right now. We can go, we can go top, we can go toe to toe with Georgia and then get smacked by like 45. Yeah. I mean, you have to have some adversity. This you have to have some adversity this season. Kentucky hasn't really had adversity, so I'm going to take the Bobcats thirty to twenty-seven. I like it. We're in agreement there when it comes to Kentucky. Uh, like what they see. Like what I see from the Wildcats. Let's move on. I'm liking what I'm seeing for sure. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's hard not to. But let's move on to the Tigers visiting the Grove out there in Oxford, Mississippi. LSU is a three-point favorite over the Ole Miss Rebels. Oh, oh, a little bit of foreshadowing there. 63-point over-under. They're expecting a little bit of a shootout there. CDM, how about you start us off on this one? What you got 
in the LSU versus Ole Miss game? Well, you know, both these teams are super good right now. LSU coming off a very a very good win against Arkansas. A close game for sure, mm-hmm. but a very good win. Ole Miss coming off a bad loss against Bama, 24-10. I mean, I think LSU comes out fireworks blazing, dude. I mean, I think – you look at that Alabama film and you see the poles in their defense for sure, especially starting in the trenches on the defensive line and the secondary. I mean, secondary kind of got burned on some plays too, for sure. But the other thing is LSU has the quarterback to get it done well, done as well. I'm also thinking you don't need this game to rely in Jalen's hands. You don't need Jalen to have this ball and have to go down and make a two-minute drive to win the game. You need to have that defense wake up, and I think the defense gets it done. I think that they stun Ole Miss in the run game. Um, I think they get, I think, possibly three turnovers um, for sure in this game. I think this is going to be the defensive game LSU is going to need to really wake up and make like show that they are they could still be a dominant defense in the SEC. Um, I got LSU winning forty five. To twenty eight. Okay, I can get behind that now. Y'all put thirty. How much? How many, y'all put up like thirty seven last game, Nathan. Like, I mean, they can totally do it. Yeah. They, Ole Miss only put up ten points against a crappy against a crappy Bama team. No offense, but, but I mean, the, it goes to show that if we can beat them, y'all definitely can beat them. They're coming off a loss, bro. They are coming off from scoring 500 yards a game and 55 points to only 10 points last game yeah. and only 200 yards of offense. Yep. Like, I mean, y'all can t- – LSU totally could do it. And I feel like there's a mismatch for sure in coaching because, I mean, Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly's been here longer. He's been coaching – he's been a head coach longer than Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. And last last year showed it. Last year showed it as well in that game. I mean, they y'all were down. Y'all were down a couple scores in last year's game, and y'all came back and won it. So I think it's going to be LSU starts off strong, 45-28, Tigers win it in the Grove. In the Grove. I'm with you, though. I think LSU starts fast. Offense will be cooking early. It will be a thing where Ole Miss is not going to go away. They'll keep it close. They'll keep it close-ish. I think the score will be a little misleading. It won't be as close as what I think the score ends up being. LSU's defense, I'm not as sold on it as Alabama's. Alabama's got a lot of studs, so I don't expect a 10-point game here for the LSU defense. I do expect, like you said, opportunistic defense. I, I need a Harold Perkins game. I need I need these corners to have some plays, man. This is a perfect game. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about Ole Miss's run game. If they stick to the run game early, this could be an interesting football game. I'm trust though that interior line of the uh, LSU defense with Mason Smith and and Makai Wingo, Wingo, he's a dog, and um, the defensive line for LSU. So I trust them. I'd be interested what the game plan is for Ole Miss. Do they stick with the run game early, or do they try and let Dart be Dart? Because that's one thing they did not really let him do against Alabama. No. It's hard though with those corners at Alabama. I get it, but LSU's offense is going to be cooking too much. Early defensive stops, early defensive plays leads to the win. I got LSU winning 38-23. to 23. I like that. And see, that's one thing. that I, They got away from the run game in that Bama game for sure. They relied a lot on the pass. And, and, then, Jackson they, and Dark- then they started running it late when they're down 14, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I mean, they I mean they started running it, then we shut them down, and we got them to start passing the ball. And Jackson Dart's a good passer. 
but not a good decision maker. No rhythm. Like he, like I don't take my comments back from when we talked about him before. Ole Miss, uh, Jackson Dart has progressed into a really good quarterback. It's just the small mistakes that you have to win, like you have to like ring out of him to get to get him to be that number one guy. And I mean, as you said before, opportunistic defense. I need Harold Perkins on the edge. I'm yes. telling you, just get him on the edge. Yes. They can't handle edge rush, bro. Dallas Turner shows it. Just get him on the edge, and I promise you, Harold Perkins will have four sacks, four sacks this Saturday. I need telling it. you, if you just get him on the edge, he's not a pass cover. He's not covering. Okay, don't put him on a lot. Don't put him on Judkins. Don't put him on any running back. No. Put him on the edge and let him just go towards Jackson Dart. Thank you. Promise you. If you corral Jackson Dart and make him just freak out, oh my God, dude, you're gonna get him. I'm preaching. You're preaching to the LSU fans. Put him on four the edge. Sacks. Four sacks for Perkins this Saturday. Four sacks. Oh Call God, me. I would be so happy. When it happens, I'm gonna text you and be like, "I told you so." Uh, I hope it's. I hope it happens. God, I hope, I hope it, it happens. happens, dude. <laughs> Harold Perkins may be one of those guys that does get a defensive, like does get a defensive turnover somehow. Yeah, maybe a strip sack. You know, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe a pick. Maybe. Interception. Maybe. You know. Maybe. Just go up at the line, just bat it down. Like, I mean, there's so like, opp- like your defense, the defense has an, like you have to have opportunistic defense in this game for LSU to be, to be able to beat this still a high powered offense. Yes. Like Bama's defense is probably, in my opinion, Bama does have the top, one of the top defenses in the SEC for yeah. sure. I think y'all are, if y'all figure this game out, then I think LSU has a legit chance to have one of the best team, like a really good offense oh and a really gosh. good defense coming in. What a pick, dude! Oh my god, that was terrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I completely, completely agree. This Speaking is speaking of the Tigers, man. Oh my gosh, dude. Hey. Joey B, what's going on? Weird, weird. But yeah, this is a big game for both teams. Whoever wins keeps their season alive in the SEC West. So we'll see what happens. In that game, let's go to a uh, Pac-12 matchup. Yeah, it would have been cool oh. if, if Colorado wins the game last week. It would have been really interesting, but they get Love this game. Still, very interesting game. Vegas thinks that USC is better than Oregon. Early line, 23-point favorites. Oregon was only 21. Lord, dude. <laughs> yeah. 23-point favorites? They just went from 21-point underdog, <laughs> underdogs to 23-point underdogs in back-to-back weeks. I it's, saw this coming. Like, I just, mean, they had to play two of the best teams in the Pac-12. But 23-point underdogs, man, have some have some grace. Have a little <laughs> bit of grace. I don't know if you can, man. Gauntlet ahead. 73-and-a-half over under shootout are expecting here. Um, the fact that that can happen, too. I man, wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised CDM, you start us off here. USC travels out there to Boulder for a big matchup of prime time versus Caleb Williams. Colorado's second home game of the season. Going to be packed out again. I mean, it's going to be an electric matchup. You're bringing in a uh, top-ranked USC team to an unranked Colorado team now after that devastating loss last week. But Deion Sanders came out and said, this is the last time you'll see us play this bad. Mm. And see, Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter texts Dion. He said, I'm playing this week. I'm not taking no for an answer. Dion told him, No, worry about your health. Let me worry about the game. Hmm. You don't need like as much as they need Travis Hunter to play in this game, you don't rush a you don't rush a talent like him. You let him get fully healthy. He like, I mean, with a, he like punctured a, his lacer, yeah, lacerated, lacerated liver. liver. Yeah. Lacerated like, liver. I don't know how that happened during that hit, but I, I I don't 
That's insane. It's bad. Like, it's a UFC. Like, like that's that's what happens in UFC fights. Yes. Like, yeah. And this happened by one hit. It was a dirty hit too. It was. Um, it's such a dirty hit, but it's going to be a fantastic game. I think. I think it's going to be a high-powered game. And if Dion is true to his word, like he usually is half the time, um, Colorado will come out firing full cylinders. And I am taking. I'm taking the Buffaloes. Oh my God! You're doing I'm taking it again. the Colorado Buffaloes to win this upset game against USC at home with a score of 45 to 42. Oh my gosh, I love it. Who knows? We may see a little hey. bit of a overtime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, could I, see another overtime game in Boulder. I love it. You know, I respect your 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 go getting miss on this. Got to ride with Prime, squad. dude. Prime is there, dude. Prime is prime time. I right? love it. I love Prime time. You don't have to like what he says, but you got to respect what he's doing. I love it. I respect it. I cannot join you on this, but I love it's it. Okay. Last it's okay. Time, I understand. Hey, last time you picked Colorado and I didn't, you got it right. So That was the first game of the season, too. I might be the one wrong here. I think it's going to be a very interesting football game early on. I imagine what we're going to see is USC's defense struggle with this offense. Colorado's offense is not going to look that bad again. This is not Oregon's defense either. So, early game. We're going to see a little bit of back and forth, in my opinion. Touchdown, touchdown. Mm -hmm. Maybe a pick six for Colorado to swing the momentum. USC maybe responds. You know, one team maybe gets up early, another team comes back. I'm feeling we're going to get a neck and neck, but I think USC locks down the – just locks down just a little bit defensively. Mm -hmm. Just enough to get the win. I do got Colorado covering, though. 38 to 28, USC gets the win for me. See, that's a really I, – I mean, both of us, I think – both of us want Colorado to win. We want Colorado – I think the country wants Colorado to be good now. And yes. they are a good team. Don't get me wrong. And I agree with you on that. I think South Cal's defense is going to struggle. I have Shador – I think Shador Sanders is going to go for 300 this game. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm thinking four tuds. Um, okay. I think Shiloh makes it big impact in this game too as well. With as you said, a pick six. Oh, okay, that would be very fun. I think it could happen for sure. Um, it's going to be a big game in Boulder, dude. Like this is the second biggest game of Colorado in the primetime era right now, and it's a home game too. It's a nice home game. You're coming home. You're going to have the crowd on your side. The only thing is, you can't have that crowd go quiet. You nope. need that crowd to be loud. You need that crowd to go crazy every play, defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. Make it hard for that other team to communicate with each other on reads, on making uh, decision, making decisions. Like, you need that crowd to play a big factor. And I think Colorado is going to. I think Colorado is going to get it done. It's going to be a tough, tough game for both teams, as you said, back and forth, back and forth. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen, but I respect your pick. You know, you obviously got to go with the team that has a better chance of doing it. I love a good underdog. You know, Colorado, Colorado has only been, has been underdogs three times this year. Mm. Only one time, only the only time they weren't was against Colorado state. And that went into double overtime. I'm expecting a big game. I think it can go. I think we're seeing another overtime game in Boulder this, in this weekend. I love it. I respect it. I, I, I'm hoping, man. I'm rooting for Colorado. That, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If that game goes into overtime, bro, and Colorado comes out with a win, oh, you can. I think USC's done. If they <laughs> lose to Colorado, dude, I think they're done. There's oh, yeah. no way. Oh yeah, 100. percent And then Colorado's back up in the rankings as well. Colorado will be back in the top 25 for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, and if they continue to win, if they continue to win, okay, 
Could see him in a Pac-12 championship. And Colorado's everything's in front of them. Everything's in front of them. That's what they got to, one game at a time. USC next. That's all they can say. And see, like getting Travis Hunter back is going to be be really big. I don't think if you had Travis Hunter last game, it would have made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Oregon was just so dominant. They were so game. good. They were so good. It might have. I'm honestly happy he wasn't playing. Not getting any bad yeah. highlights against the guy. Let's go to another game. Let's. Got some big implications in the Big 12 this time. Kansas travels out there to Arlington, Texas. It's Arlington. No, Austin. Austin, Texas. Oh, easy now. This is not the Dallas Cowboys. Arlington, Texas. No, Kansas goes to Austin, Texas to face off against the Longhorns. Big time matchup for Kansas. They are undefeated heading into this one, but still see themselves as 17-point underdogs against the top three, I think top two team. Top three squad in the country, 62 point over under. I'll start us off here in this one. Kansas is getting a little too much disrespect, in my opinion. I think I Kansas has got a squad. I like their quarterback, like their coach. They've been building this thing. This hasn't been just a one and done. You know, last year they were good. This year they're good again. It's been a building process for this squad. It's not just a random occurrence that they're all of a sudden good. They've got talent. They've been building this thing through the portal and through recruiting. I like what Kansas has done. Kansas is a no joke, but I'm big on Texas. Texas is a big team. When if your if your team is bigger than Alabama in positions, you're doing something right. You're recruiting right. You're doing, doing the hit really the good. You're hitting the transfer and portal right. You got the right. head coach too, and you got the head coach. I'm big on Texas. Texas gets the job done. We see a fun football game, high-flying early. Kind of similar, in my opinion, to maybe that LSU game or the USC game. Texas gets the job done, though. They, they, I think they expose the Kansas defense here, 41-28. to 28. You know what's absolutely funny? My score is 31-28. to 28. Hey, close. Close. Well, dude, I'm going to have to put them up again. And then I'm going to put them down because the Jayhawks are taking oh, the dub. Jesus Christ. Jayhawks are taking the dub 31-28 in Texas, baby. They are taking it. Upset season, baby. I have have two upsets back-to-back. We are going to get it done. I'm trusting the Jayhawks. Jalen Daniels for Kansas is a good quarterback as well. I'm not going to say he's the best in the country, but he can get the job done. He's explosive. He's got an arm. He's athletic. Um, You know, I I love a good underdog, dude. I love it. So I think Kansas can go in there. Get it done. It's going to be a tough, gritty game. Yeah. But I got Kansas on top for sure, you know. Um, no disrespect to Texas, but I think they get a little exposed on the defensive side of the ball as well on some plays. Um, but Kansas, I think Kansas can get it done. I think Kansas can shock the nation in upsetting the Longhorns and just being like putting a little question mark around Texas right now. Um, but we will see. I well, that's my pick, dude. Um, I can't hate. I can't hate because I really like Kansas. Like I'm might be rooting for Kansas. So it's a tough. It's a it's a tough pick. But uh, everybody, nobody on College Game Day is gonna pick them. I know that for sure. Um, Never know. But I'm gonna tell. I got the Jayhawks in my heart, baby. Fly Jayhawks, fly. We're gonna get this done. Jayhawks get this done. Jayhawks all the way for CDM there. 31-28, dude. That's going to be a score. 41-28 is super close as well, Stu, if you think about it. 20, 41-28 is still pretty close. I think it's going to be a great game. I just – Texas offense finds a way to get some get cooking late. and That offense is just 17. Fire. We can agree, though. No matter what, 
if you have Kansas or Texas, 17 is way too many points in this game, in my opinion. 17 is way too many points. Like, 23 for Colorado is still, I think, it's a little overkill, but that's reasonable. Yeah. But Texas and Kansas, dude, that, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a a good game, dude. Like, I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout. I could be totally wrong. Could be. But. Could be. But <laughs> Jayhawks are going to go in there and win it. Just I like watch. it. I respect it. I'm with you, man. Yeah. It's not going to be sure. It's not gonna be a, a, a butt whooping, in my opinion. I think we're going to get a good one. Oh, McPherson. Needed that for one of my fantasy leagues. Oh, um, I won my league. Oh, my gosh, I won. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. Let's finish this bad boy off with our last pick of the night. CDM Notre Dame travels the Duke after their massive matchup against Ohio State. Riding the highs, riding the lows. How do they respond to a buzzer beater win for the Buckeyes. This is a tough one. Notre Dame, five and a half point favorites here. 51 point over under. I'm going to start us off here. I have not picked against a team upset wise. We can agree Oregon State is not, should not, and will not be favored by Saturday against Utah. No, they, no, they won't be. So that's no. not an upset pick. Kentucky's favorite. LSU's favorite. USC's favorite. Texas' favorite. Texas' favorite, yeah. Might have some teams cover, but I still got the winners winning. Got the Blue Devils pulling this one off for us. Dude, I was th- – oh, man, I wanted to go with the Blue Devils so bad. I'm taking the Blue I Devils. I wanted to. I love their quarterback. They're such a sneaky team, hey, bro. I wasn't going to pick them until you sent the highlights of uh, of their quarterback balling. Oh, yeah, dude. Riley if Leonard. you go on Instagram, if you go on Instagram and you find the highlights of uh R- Riley Leonard, if yep. you go and look at his basketball highlights, I'm pretty sure homeboy picked the wrong sport. Yeah, this dude's throwing windmills down. He's balling, but bodies. it was in a different sport. He's balling a different sport. I mean, if you're seeing 360 windmills in high school, what in the world, bro? You are Yeah, and then beyond. you're out here running the rock. Yeah, I mean, beyond athlete, dude. Beyond athlete. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, beyond athlete. All of this... All of his highlights in basketball were dunks, dude. They were all you know, dunks. You know, you know, he gets his mom to text him, "You suck" before every game. <laughs> what? Yeah, gets his mom to text him that just to give him what? that little edge. And I was just like, I don't know if I text my, I don't know if I want my mom telling me I suck. Hey, mom, text me I suck. Imagine well, like, you're going in to like play. Imagine you're going to the ACC championship. Duke goes into the ACC championship, and you, you just get that text. You just you tell your mom. You're just like, hey, don't text me this this time. This is serious. Hey, you you trash. Just out of nowhere, text. You suck. <laughs> you're you trash. trash. Mom, I just said to say you suck. Nah, you you're really trash, suck, son. son. <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> you're terrible. Goes out to break records. Records, baby. Records. I did not know that. I like your. I like that. Pick. Hey, I didn't know that, and that that just solidifies it even more after seeing the ball on tape. <laughs> after hearing about the mom pumping up the son with 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 some a little bit of you know a little bit of talk, you know a little bit of locker room talk. Duke pulls this one off. Twenty one seventeen defensive battle. Riley Leonard windmill touchdown. He's gonna dunk on the. He's gonna dunk on. On the the goalpost at the end of this game, is it at Duke? It is at Duke. Oh my God, dude, that makes it ten times better. Oh, yam that one in after his rushing touchdown to win the game. Another buzzer beater loss for Notre Dame. Oh my God, that's oh my dude, that would be hard. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> that oh my suck. God, what uh, do you do if you just lose back to back weeks on just buzzer beater touchdowns? That'd be so bad. That'd be so bad. But yes, listen, dude. he may listen. He may have not hit a buzzer beater in high school, but he'll hit, I promise you, he'll hit one in college. <laughs> hey! 
Oh man, Duke so is a football Duke school. Winning? Yes, Duke's football school. Well, I'm gonna have to go against you on this one. I'm gonna have to go with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Smart. Um, they're not losing after a game like that. They just can't. They just can't, dude. I love the pick. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to pick Duke so I understand. bad. But they are just. They just can't. They can't lose back to back games. They have too much talent on that team. Too much. Such a good defense. Not to try and make a run for it. Did, I forget. Did, they don't even play a conference championship, do they? Duke's an ACC. No, no, no. Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Independent. Yeah. Yeah, they don't play it. Yeah, so they like if they win out, they're a playoff contender. It's just that Ohio State loss looks big. That Ohio State loss is big. They need Ohio State to lose a game. Yeah, they have two big games and everyone else is trash. So Yeah, exactly. They have to play yeah, they already played Ohio State. They have to play USC, which is a big game as well. Um I'm gonna take Notre Dame. You just, it's hard not to pick them after such a heartbreaking loss that they just had. Um Sam Hartman's probably going to go off. He didn't go off last game, but he did have a good game against Ohio State. No turnovers, played very efficient. It was just such a defensive battle. I think Notre Dame exposes this Duke's defense right now mm. and leads the Fighting Irish to a score of 31-21 to 21 to take down the Blue Devils. Mm, Sam Hartman bounce back game. I respect it. I mean, He's going to need it. Notre Dame, man, what a weird – hey, Louisville, no joke in the ACC either. Just want to point that out. Well, undefeated, quiet. Yeah, that first game – hey, that first game against uh, against Georgia Tech, that was a that was a nail-biter, dude. That was a good game. Dang, I mean, Notre Dame's schedule is – it's it's not a cakewalk. I don't understand why everyone's – I mean, yeah, there's some easy games, but – It's not like Georgia's. I mean, yeah, it's, I would be willing to say it's just as hard or maybe even harder because they got Duke this week, ranked team, Louisville – Undefeated quarterback's a dog. I mean, Louisville could be under, could be ranked by next week. I mean, USC they're still great offensively. Clemson, they're no. I mean, Clemson's Clemson. They're still going to play hard. And then, dude, did someone say this? This is not. This does not sound like a cakewalk of a schedule, dude. This sounds like they still have some games. I mean, they, like, they, they could lose. They could lose two games. They could, and it wouldn't be bad losses. So, I, I mean. It's not a cupcake schedule. It's, I mean, it's not a a world beer schedule. But I mean, come on now, let's not be too disrespectful yeah, here. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, Clemson's as we saw as we saw Saturday. Clemson's still no slouch. Yeah. Um. S USC's got the high powered offense, and then Louisville. In my opinion, Louisville's just got that pride right now. Louisville's got that mm-hmm. momentum going for them for sure. I agree. I agree. We'll but see. I think, that'll, I think that'll cover all of our yeah. game picks for this week. Yes, sir. Like I said, we'll be back next week, and I'll be. We'll go through our records before we make our picks next week. We'll see who's the top dog on our game picks all season so far. It's been a fun season so far with us picking these games. I'm very intrigued to see who's ahead. I know you got some wins in certain weeks. I got some wins in certain weeks. So, I think that Colorado first, the first that game one's gonna Colorado help. play, that one helped out a lot. That, was gonna that help. one helped out a you lot. You had Bama this last week. I had Ole Miss. So that's another one for you. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. But I looked at it. my game picks. So, yeah, I hit, I hit on – I hit. I hit on. Let's see. Uh, Bama one, FSU one, Oregon one, Utah one, Washington State one, Penn State one. I only missed one game. And that was the Notre Dame game. Yeah, me too. I missed that one. Uh, State. I got that one. Got. Oh. We'll get this all tallied up later. But you know, yeah, well, college football is just. It's yeah. still a weird season, man. It's still. It's up in the air for everybody. Like 
everybody has an opportunity to make a playoff game and to go play for a national championship. So I'm excited for the continuance of this season. I still have Bama. You know, I still think Bama can do something for sure. Uh, it, well, as you said, it all comes down to that Alabama LSU game. Yep. Georgia, Georgia's got the cakewalk schedule of that of like the century, dude. Like it's it's stupid easy. <laughs> but I'm not gonna throw. I'm not gonna leave out Penn State. I think Penn State, Penn State will make the playoffs this year for the first time. I love it. Penn State, Nittany Lions. We gave them a lot of respect. This are Penn State, Penn State baby. You know, Washington, we gave a lot of respect to Oregon. We'll see what Penn happens State. next week, man. Hey, Florida State. We'll see what happens next week, man. Got some big games. Our, our attitudes might be changing. We might be all over the place next week with a new team. You know, Ole Miss waxes LSU. I might got. I might not be back here next week. I might, <laughs> might be sleeping under have, the bed. You, you will have me on here. I'll tell you that. I'll do the pod by myself. <laughs> CDM. And then, uh, CDM we will, will go live. We'll, yeah, CDM will go live, and we'll talk about if if that happens. If that happens, dude, I'm sorry. There's no know, I'd be so sad. Y'all cannot lose that. Y'all can't lose that game. <sighs> we can. We definitely can. We'll see what happens. No, no, I'm saying, like, you cannot. Like, you don't need to lose that game at all. That would be such a Brian Kelly loss. All right, let's get out of here before I talk too much smack. Thank you, CDM, <laughs> once again. Another Kyle King episode in. Number five, baby. Number five. Number Let's five, keep this thing man. rolling, it's been, man. It's such a fun ride, dude. Yes, sir. And we're just we're just getting started. The season feels like it just started yesterday. We got a long season ahead of us. I'll see you next week, brother. Thank you once again. See y'all next week, guys. Yes. Always an honor, sir. Appreciate always. you. Yes, sir. And always follow us on social media. Everywhere, Nick Dog Sports, Nick Dog Productions. We got it everywhere. So go find it. You'll find it, baby. All right. See y'all next week on College Games. Deuces.